Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Nick's Mail.Bag, presented by the Strickland and by all of you on Patreon and by BetOnline, which I'll get to in just a moment. I am Alex Wolf. I'm editor-in-chief of this little website, the Strickland, and uh, making our valiant return here to the Mail.Bag. Unfortunately, could not nail down my two extremely busy and social butterfly co-hosts on one single freaking Zoom call. So uh, I'm starting this episode off by talking with my good buddy, Wackery Zachary Delizio. Zach, how are you, bud? Let's go. I'm great, man. I'm great. It's a great summer. Yeah, Things are going great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm in air conditioning, which I guess is more than I could say for you, because you showed up to this podcast not wearing a shirt at first, and then remembered that you had to put a shirt on. There was an air conditioner right here. I can't yeah. turn it on, or it will take over my mic. So yeah. I'm doing this for you and people at home. That's that's good. I'm glad you spared all of our ears and spared me having to try to figure out how to use like Adobe Audition that well or whatever <laughs> to figure out how to get away noise. Yeah, how to get away, get rid of an air conditioner. Uh, but also, it wasn't even that hot out today, so like it's fine. You're fine. You're good. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. By comparison, it was like basically like winter out today compared to honestly, the rest dude. It's funny you say that because there was a point where I walked outside. I was like, do I need a sweatshirt? It's yeah. Like, it's like wow, this is normal, normal hot. Yeah, yeah, just normal hot. Normal hot. Yeah. We're good. Uh, so, all right, today's show is, uh, before we get into all the questions from all you guys from our lovely Discord server, uh, we have to remind you all that today's show is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with BetOnline. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. 
And I wanted to thank slash remind you all, uh, those of you that are Patreon subscribers, thank you so much for being so. Uh, if you want to ask questions on future Nick's mail.bags, that's where you got to be because we just take the questions from Discord now. We get so many Discord questions that we kind of just stopped going to the Twitter well or the X well or whatever the hell we're calling it oh, these yeah. days. Oh my God. We stopped Xing. Uh, asking for questions. Uh, maybe we'll start threading them. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that either because we're just going to Discord because that's, you know, the people that are there are, are our biggest fans. And if you want to be one of our biggest fans too, you could check us out at patreon.com slash the Strickland or just go to our website, the Strick.land and look for the Patreon tab. And from there, you can find all kinds of different tiers. The first tier for $6 a month, you can uh, get the Friday edition of Pod Strickland in full instead of just the 30 minute preview. You can get the other edition, the Nick's mail.bag in full, which uh, typically we run these like every other week. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's usually a little more often than it is during the off season, but the, the other edition of Nick's mail.bag usually with Drew Steele and Dallas Amico uh, also only airs a 30 minute preview. So you can see that those whole episodes, you also get into the discord server. So you can ask us questions for these episodes and also just talk hoops somewhere. That's not stupid X, which is the worst stupid website out there right now. Uh, there are no OnlyFans bots in our Discord. I can confirm, as of right now, at least. We'll, we're working on adding some so we can be as good as X someday, but not there just yet. Uh, but then if you want to get even more stuff, you can check out the $9 tier on Patreon, and there you get Strick and Roll, Schwinn's solo podcast. In case you can't have enough Schwinn in your life, you can get more, plus exclusive written pieces that get posted to Patreon, typically from Matthew Miranda or Jeff Rasmussen, but sometimes from other writers as well. And uh, I think that one also gives you a merch discount. I think you get 5% off merch with the $9 tier. I'd have to double check that. Uh, but then we have other tiers ranging anywhere from $15 to $100 a month if you really love us, uh, all on patreon.com slash Strickland. So definitely check that out. All right, Zach, it's time to get into these questions. So first off, this comes from one of our own, uh, Stacy Patton, via the Discord. Uh, how concerned are you about the Knicks not having a quote true backup four? Do you think it will be Hart? Do you think they pick someone up, or do you think a guy like Roby or Windler could step in? Apologize if this is apologies if this has already been covered. It is not because we haven't done the mailbag in like a month or more. Because we don't do work around it. <laughs> <laughs> this this particular crew has not done a mailbag in a minute, so I don't know if they talked about it on Pod Strickland, but we haven't talked about it here. Zach, how do you feel about the backup four spot now that Obi Toppin's out of out of town? I I don't care. Uh, I think you know. So I've been like disconnected from the Knicks information space in general, pretty much since the season ended. That's what I always do. We'll detox, you know, just take a little break. I'm guessing this is the obvious conclusion. So I'm guessing a lot of people are saying the same thing. Uh, why? Number one, why do we need a dedicated backup four? in general on like who it's not a necessary part of building a roster in 2023. Number one, number two, they used Obi Toppin like a wing anyway. Uh, he was just standing in the corner shooting threes, like 100% of the time. So, um, you know, okay. He's a four, but like pick any of the, the wings or even kind of guards in a sense, and they can do the same thing. So no, I'm not really worried. I do think it'll be Josh Hart. I think that's great. I think the front office is almost like, protecting Tibbs from himself, like, no, you cannot play Obi Toppin at the four and have him stand in the corner. You're going to have to use someone else. 
who is a better shooter, more dynamic, um, you know, kind of off the dribble or whatever you want to call it, um, a wing instead of uh, kind of a, a weird middling wing, which Obi kind of was. So I don't care. That's where I'm at. What about you? I'm actually completely on the opposite end of the spectrum on Ooh. this. Um, I think they do need a actual backup for him. And I don't think that they should commit to playing that guy all the time. Uh, like, I think that they should experiment with, like, RJ and Hart at the four. But I think that they need someone else Why? on the roster. Because you talk about saving Tibbs from himself. I think that saves Tibbs from himself to get a true backup four that can soak up, like, five, ten minutes a game. Because otherwise, he's going to put Jericho Sims in that spot. I, no, 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 no. He no, no, no. loved that look last year. No, he, I don't he think he did. Loved I don't it. really remember, but that felt like it was out of necessity at the time. It was uh, because Obi was hurt and he loved it. Like he was. He wasn't seemed, that before they had Hart, though? I don't remember. I don't recall him having better options than that. It uh, was before they had Hart. It was before they had Hart, and he did make a point to say, like, uh, I could see Josh Hart playing the four a little bit, uh, but I don't buy that. I don't. I just don't buy it. He like does not put his money where his mouth is with no, stuff like that. Dude, no fucking way. He plays hard to sign and Sims together. With, okay. not not without being forced. There's just it was. It didn't work, bro. Like it's yeah. there was not, it didn't work. Like it played okay defense. I mean, Sims isn't even fucking good like let's be let's be honest for ourselves like may, i mean maybe it'll be better i, I don't know but uh it, the know, defense was my mind I would the defense like, was yeah. intriguing the defense was intriguing and it clearly intrigued tibbs and well, like yeah i mean the entire game stopped functioning yeah <laughs> on, on the fun. offensive end yes on the <laughs> defensive <laughs> end it was fun for a couple minutes not basketball anymore was, oh defense God. ball um but no, I so I guess my I guess my argument is like what's the downside, I guess? Like if you just like the guy that I keep going to that that keeps like like he's he's like a song stuck in my head that I just keep going back to as far as like the the target that I would go after. Um who is it? Taj Gibson. <laughs> Taj Gibson, yes. No. Uh Jermichael Green. I'm like oh. he could basically do what they wanted Obi to do. He should free agent. Yes, he's a free agent, and he'll probably come for the veterans minimum because that's like he's still in the market. That's all he got paid. I think last year was the veterans minimum. I mean, maybe he's just waiting in a situation like that where it's that like it's hard to imagine that a guy like that who has so much experience at at such a high level and is a solid role player that he doesn't have at least a couple of offers at the minimum. You know what I I mean? I think he was just like kind of like he wasn't he played with Golden State last What's year. And like he was he was with Golden State, right? Yeah, he yeah. was okay. He was all right. He wasn't like yeah. great. Like I think he's definitely on the no. downturn of his career. But if all you want him to do is what you used to ask Obi to do, which is just like like stand in the corner and shoot spot up threes and like rebound the ball a little bit and like not be complete garbage on defense, like I think he could do that. Yeah, so, I, I agree with that. I just I, I suspect that he's just going to sign with a contender, and he's deciding which contender it is. Maybe, so, maybe the Knicks are that though. They're good. They're play, they were a second round team. I mean, I, well, contender is probably strong, but they're a good yeah. team, and they could use yeah. him. And if he still wants to play, he could probably play. So that's something that other teams don't necessarily have. Yeah. So I mean, I guess like I guess to address what the overall question is, like my concern level is not super high. However, my like 
like I don't understand why you would just actively not do it. Like I'm just like just just sign a guy. Like it's good to have that sort of insurance anyway. Like get if you get like a Jamichael Green, you also know that like if Randall gets hurt for like a couple games, so you're not like totally fucked. And well, like that was, having that was where my mind went too. But then I realized yeah. if you're starting Jamichael Green for 30 games, you're still fucked. So well, not for 30 <laughs> games, but I mean, would you? But like certain certain teams, I I can understand going small, and I've been trying to, you know, you and I and everybody else have been screaming from the fucking mountaintops like. The Knicks need to go small for like years now. And they, you know, this is like kind of an opportunity. It's going to happen, bro. It's going to happen. You're ready. Get right. excited. It's going to happen. But you also don't, you can't go small all the time. Like it is good to have at least options. No, but that's why it's just another look. But they, they, the thing is, they're so stacked. I mean, they actually are pretty stacked, kind of, at guard and wing. They're pretty stacked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they are. Could go, they could go deep. So they there's can. really no alternative. Like how many, how many playable bigs do they even have right now? Like three, three, yeah, yeah. Like Randall, Mitch, and and iHeart. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. another big would be useful. I, I mean, think probably, but I I just I just feel like the four in general is such a like, and eh, just have them shoot, just stretch the four. It's cool. Like you, like with Miami, that's what they did with Love, who got played off the four. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it's such a position where, with the way the league is going, just plant the guy in a corner. It's fine, and and that can be anyone, especially yeah. for Harden. RJ plays so big, you know what I mean. Like I don't, I don't even think they're like. I mean, they're obviously undersized, but really compared to basically everyone else, their size, they're really not that undersized. And who are they going to be playing against? You know what I mean. Like, what fours do you have to worry about on a night to night basis in the NBA? Yeah, I guess it's just for me. Like, it mostly comes down to the rebounding. Like there are just certain matchups that you're not going to be able well, to. Well, but Hart, I mean, look, those are the two best guys to do it with, right? Yes and no, because I think that it takes away part of what gives Hart an advantage is the fact that he's such a great mm-hmm. rebounder out of like the three spot. I guess, but that also yeah. means that you you're making a four guard hit. That's really the the critical thing, and and more yeah. important, and like switching it on defense. That's also the the critical because like. If you're if you have like a bench lineup of like I don't know like Deuce RJ IQ the, be- the bench lineup would probably be hard. because he'll probably go nine man again so it'd probably end up being like IQ RJ Hart uh, RJ Divincenzo Hart and Hartenstein that's a switchy lineup with a lot yeah. of shooting yeah and a lot of off the dribble stuff even though Hart the thing is that that's what kind of what you're saying, right? Is like on the one side, Hart's rebounding isn't as much of an advantage relative to his peers at the four. Yes, but it means he can play the four where his other skills are a huge advantage relative to his peers at that position. And yeah. I think that kind of gives these lineups such a such a great dynamic. I mean, I I didn't even think about Sims and, and Harder side, bro. <laughs> now you got me, now you got me like, oh, nah, there's just no way. There's no way. No, just no, no. wait till preseason. No, no, no. The the tip shit gets hyperbolic sometimes, bro. I'm not even saying you specifically. Some of the shit people will be saying about tips is like, does this man even watch basketball? Like, come on, give me a fucking break. There's no way that lineup is playing. I'm telling you right now, unless it's an emergency, I'm calling it right now. There's zero chance that shit is playing. No Man. one with any fucking brain. If he plays this in the first 20 games, I will lose my mind. You know what the emergency is? The emergency is that Leon didn't give him a backup four. That's what he's going to say. He's going to be like, oh, you didn't give me one, so I got to play this guy. I'm talking about that when I talk like this. All right. Let's move to our next question. 
Uh, and let's put on our hater hats, Zach. Uh, Franklin Chubb wants to know out of the Discord, which teams do you think you'll despise the most this season? This is easy, isn't it? The Heat? Of course. Oh, of course. That was Locked the first down. one that popped into my head. But I think I had one that was better. Where, where, where's your head at? Um, I don't know. It, Is this like same conference, different conference? Same conference. Is it oh, Indy? What? Is it Indy? No. Fuck, They're like kind of insignificant. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. It's like, it's like that, the Madman quote. Like I don't even think about you. Yeah, they're, they're, the only thing with them is like the Halliburton hype annoys me compared to Brunson, who's obviously better. Whatever, bro. Um, Everyone knows Brunson is better than Halliburton. Yeah. I don't hear it. Anyone okay. who's talking that shit is a fucking nerd. I don't care. So other than the Heat, uh, Celtics. That's yes, but no, no. Um, Come on, come on, baby. It's right there. Cavs. No, I thought about that. No, Brooklyn, dude. Oh, this is the season oh. for Brooklyn to be annoying as shit, dude. Dude, Brooklyn is the team that I'm like, I don't give a fuck about. No, like, no, but think about the, the way the narrative is going to play out. Everyone's going to be like, oh, Mikael Bridges. Oh, my God. Look at the steal. Look at the steal they got for Bridges. Wow, they managed to salvage everything. Sorry, Discord's going crazy. <laughs> Do you have oh your Discord? I don't know why, dude. My computer loves to just send all the Discord notifications at the same time. And, and like a reminder, this happens during work meetings. <laughs> look, look, if you if you want to be completely inundated with Discord badoom badoom badooms. Guys, this get, is just get on the, the Strickland Discord. That's what that was. That was uh Marketing boy, <laughs> crazy in there. That's what it's we call Austin, guerrilla marketing. Guys. You hear that? <laughs> That's a lot of content. That's all I'm saying. That's what we call guerrilla marketing. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> no, dude. Think about how fucking annoying it's gonna be when Ben Simmons scores six points and everyone's like, Ben Simmons is back, and and they're like, Mikael Bridges, thirty point scorer because he has one month where he's hot and they win like forty percent of their games, and they're, they're doing the underdog shit and they win like slightly more. And everyone expected, and they're gonna be like, "All oh, the Brooklyn Nets are back on track. The star power—they, you know—they actually didn't really want them, and like now we're moving on to what they really want to do." Yeah, Tell me it's not gonna happen. I could see that, but I feel yeah. like that's mostly just gonna be like the annoying, like Nets people on Twitter and shit. Well, and like the, the like the the reporter blogger type dudes that always are annoying from like the Nets fan base, but like Maybe. in general, I feel like the national media has kind of moved on from there. There's such an in with the media in general that it's really hard for me to cut. Like, I feel like certain teams are, are good and at, and like this sort of credit, they're not, it's a smart thing to do in some sense, right? Like I'm not blaming yeah. them. It's just a reality. Like there are certain teams that have an in with people. Who I think, they, on the week, I think the Nets, are, the Nets are going to get like the same treatment they got with like the D'Angelo Russell team where it's going to exactly. be like, look at these plucky dudes. Exactly. That, but that remember like, how fucking annoying that was? Right. But the only reason it was annoying then was because the Knicks were bad and that they kept like using mm. that as a way to be like, mm. the Nets got That's absolutely destroyed in the Paul Pierce yeah. trade, whatever. And look at how far they've come and the right, Knicks right, still right. suck. You know, you know like, that's a good point, but also yeah. still fuck them. So yeah, I mean, they still, I, I still hate like, like 80% of the East. Wait, what's your pick then? Is it Miami? I mean, I don't think we had to pick like one team. There's a bunch. Sure, there's like, plural teams. Miami, Miami is definitely my number one, though. I mean, yeah. it's sort of similar to like uh, to like when the Hawks knocked the Knicks out. Like, it's fuck Miami this year. I want yeah, nothing well, but yeah. demise That's for true. them. 
you knock my team out fuck you get out of here like get fucked yeah the hawks too though i still haven't forgotten they suck true fuck yeah rated ass ass always great point great point they were like oh you know who i'm low-key you know who i'm low-key really rooting rooting against this year the hornets fucking they signed miles sign miles bridges back fuck that that. yeah yeah, yeah. Fuck them all what, the way to hell. What did he sign for? The qualifying offer, so like six million dollars or whatever. Like it was not a lot, but they're basically wow. now being like, you can come back and play because we're desperate, and you're now sort of on a discount, trying to revive your career. But they're also giving him the chance to like potentially earn a bunch of money next year because yeah. he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. That's actually pretty cr- well. I well. Yeah, fuck them, dude. Fuck the Hornets. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, the East though, right? Like, there's no one out west. Here. I don't care about it. It's nobody in the west annoys me that much. I, oh, Memphis. Fuck Memphis. Always. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Especially all the market start now. Mega fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Mega fuck them. Okay. Yeah. So so no to Memphis. No to. Uh, I, just in general, always the Lakers kind of annoy me. This year they're going to be good again. Yeah, the Lakers, I, I like watching LeBron. So I mean, I, LeBron is fun to watch, but the Lakers, like the narrative that surrounds LeBron, like the aura of a LeBron team, is annoying. So yeah, but they'll be good, and I like they play. They will be good. Fun basketball. They I do like play that. really fun basketball too. That's yeah. the fucked up part is that yeah. I want to not like them, and I want them to play like yeah, dinosaur basketball. But they play like really progressive, like evolving basketball. And dude, game. Austin Reese, that dude is a. Fu- I don't know how they got him on that contract. That. That is, he is fucking good. That guy is good. Yeah. And I like watching him play. Phoenix is like, going to be a bro, little That's insane. like if me and you were on the court. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it's true. The, but, the idealized version. Obviously, yeah. it's not actually like us being on the court. Like, if if me and you were ever going to be in the NBA and be actually good, it would have to be like Austin News. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, just like scrappy as hell. Doesn't yeah. make mistakes. Just IQ. I mean, obviously he's yeah. an incredible athlete, but relative yeah. to everyone around him, he's yeah. small. It's not, yeah. not that athletic. It's cool to see. How you feel about the Suns? I, I kind of want to say fuck the Suns too. They, they're gonna yeah, kind of fuck. I honestly just don't care, dude. Honestly, yeah. I don't care about them. Yeah, my team, my team, like like you said, with like that, I always love to watch, even though people have kind of soured on them. I will like never dislike Golden State as long as Steph Curry. Oh, around. me too, dude. Me too. Yeah. Did you watch Underrated? No. It's oh, just like documentary, right? Yeah, it was really yeah. good. I would recommend okay. that. It's like uh, it's done in like last dance style, right? Like where it's like retrospective, like yeah, it's interesting. It's a lot more focused on Davidson than I thought it would be. Oh, okay. That sounds kind of cool. And but it's cool. They like they like paint his experience and how it shaped him today, and they do a really good job of it. Huh. I saw you was on hot ones the other day. That I haven't watched it either. Yes. Apparently he told a bunch of told a bunch of Kobe stories or something. Apparently, so that's kind of oh yeah, he told one. Yeah, yeah. There was a funny ass Kobe anecdote. Go watch that shit. Yeah, yeah. Go check out hot ones after you're done with the extremely popular Strickland YouTube channel. (laughs) Go check out this small channel called Hot Ones. Yeah, give it give it a listen. Give them a little. They really need our support. Yeah, (laughs) important to be friendly to other content creators. (laughs) All right, let's move to our next question because we're clearly going off the rails here. Uh, Our our own buddy Prez from the Discord wants to know, how do we think the in-game flop penalties are going to work out, and will it drop off after two months? So we had to look this up beforehand. I think they tested this in Summer League, but I'm not going to lie. I watched one game of Summer League, and it was only because I was desperate to make a Locked on Knicks episode one day. Yeah, bro, we, there's no one there. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Um, but so the flop penalty basically now, if 
if the ref either in the moment or in replay review, like how they replay, like, um, like they check like three point shots and stuff like that to like, you know, like during breaks, you know, to determine if it was a two or three and that kind of shit. Um, if either via like live in game or via replay, they determine that a player's flopping, uh, the other team gets a one shot technical, uh, that anybody on the floor can shoot. And it's, it doesn't, it's not a technical that counts towards like ejection. Uh, it's just like a unsportsmanlike technical, but you get a free throw uh, for the other team every time that you flop. So that's, that's how the rule is going to work. Uh, so it's essentially, you know, the, it, it's just a one shot technical. So like, let's start with that first before we get into, if we think they're actually going to enforce it long-term. Because the NBA has a, a suspect track record with all that sort of stuff with rule changes, but I don't know. I think it's good. I think it's sort of similar to like the clear path. They're trying to eliminate something that's annoying in the game, or or not clear path. Um, uh, the take foul thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just trying to get rid of something that's annoying, and yeah. flopping is more annoying than take fouls. So I'm glad that they're finally addressing it. One shot, whatever. I mean, hopefully it's enough to deter people just. Because, you know, we see one shot can sometimes affect the course of a whole game. But I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it's I mean, one shot is a big deal. I know it kind of doesn't feel like it, but it is a big deal in the flow of a game sometimes, particularly at the end of a game. And remember that, well, and, and this is the thing, right? So it depends on the specific implementation. My question is, like, so I'm picturing, was it Marcus Smart? Who the fuck did he do this on? He did some bullshit flop. Against, it's probably Marcus Smart. You got like an no, 100% Marcus Smart, and he did it twice at the end of a very close playoff game, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't remember who it was against. And it was it was absolutely game-changing. So my question is, number one, do you revert the initial call? So if they determine it's a flop, is there a reversal on the initial call so you get the ball and the shot? No. No. So then it's, then I don't think it's good enough because yeah. it's still going to incentivize flop. Because even if you give up one free throw, you're still getting the ball and you took away possession. So I think that's still a net win, especially in a close game. Like, for example, if you're up two, it is still fine to flop in a lot of circumstances. I don't know. It was a little unclear. I guess maybe they could just by virtue of like a normal review determine that something isn't a foul, like, and then assess a flop. Well, that's the question, though. And that's what I mean because. It, it depends on the specific implementation. It's a little vague on the language we we read. And, yeah. like, I feel like sometimes I read these rules and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then it starts – there's always these weird circumstances, right, where it's like, did you know, why did this end up – this actually turned out to be an advantage, even though it's not intended to be. I think there's going to be some of that. I think it's the first year of the rule. It's a good idea. Uh, I'm glad something has been done about it. But I think – I still think the way this should really be done is by just having a a neutral third party third party observer just watching at all times just for thoughts and call them out on it and give a free throw and find them. Which they already kind of do in Secaucus. I'm assuming this is just going to be another thing they're going to keep watching in Secaucus. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Well, that's the thing because like if they're going to a sideline review for like what? Well, I know so like the three point shot reviews that I mentioned, like. Right. Which they do during commercials, right? And those okay. just happen from the review center. But that means, dude, that that the, you get away with the flop because the game moves on, so you can't go right. back and reset to the point where the flop happens. So if you foul someone out on a flop and you give up one free throw to do it, you foul out Giannis, but you gave up one free throw. Well, that's a fucking win 
Right. But in the in like key moments of the game, like late, and you, you could argue any moment of a game is key, but like I feel like late in the game, they're gonna review those live. Like those wouldn't I be ones so. that they wait till till commercial. I hope so. But I, I think that that sort of comes back to I think what we're kind of dancing around this, which is the specific implementation. Like we'll see. I'm I'm glad they're trying something that's good that it's on the radar because I'm so fucking tired of this. Like, like the Knicks have never had a guy who does that shit. So I feel like we've been getting boned by this forever. So yeah. I'm, I'm very glad that something is being attempted, but I don't think this is, I think it needs to be a little, a little um, too more fine tuned, I guess, but it's a good start. It's a good start. I'm being yeah. a little overly negative here. That's because the Knicks only have dogs and dogs. Yeah, don't exactly. Josh um, Hart flop. Nah. Yeah. Uh, so the other part of it on a scale of one to uh the increased uh or the the decrease in uh what was it the the generated contact fouls or whatever a couple years ago that they enforced until all of the guys that live on foul uh shooting complained about it enough on a scale of one to that how how long you think that this is going to last for that they're going to keep enforcing Uh, i don't fucking know i hope i hope it lasts because the thing is it's necessary in the playoffs more than the regular season so you better have the balls. Like, if you're going to start doing this, you better have the balls to stay with it because otherwise nothing's ever going to get done. So you better be prepared to, like, stick to your guns on this one. The counterpoint would be the the delay of game. You remember when they started that and they were calling that shit every single time and then mm-hmm. eventually the players adjusted and they still call that. If, if like, like it's in a it's in a nice middle ground, right? Like if you kind of, if you touch the ball back to the ref and you don't really grab it, like they won't call it. But if you grab it and kind of take your sweet ass time, they're going to call it the late game. And I think that's really where it should be. So ideally, they kind of take that angle. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so too. I I hope they stick with it. Like I, it is annoying that the NBA constantly sort of like makes these changes and then like they just fade away, not yeah. by virtue of the of the rules changing. But by virtue of refs just stopping calling things, and that's that's annoying to me. Um, so hopefully they stick with it. So, all right, next question. This is a really fun one. This is a repeat question asker. Uh, this one I'm gonna ask to you and to Matt because this is such a good question. This is fucking hilarious. Uh, (laughs) so Franklin Chubb wants to know if Elon Musk bought the Knicks, what would he have to do to make you stop being a Knicks fan, or would you remain a Knicks fan no matter what? This is, this this is a wild a question. question. Why am I so stressed out about this? <laughs> Just that guy's name is enough to induce Yo, a little bit. Can you imagine? I would fucking die. That would not be fun. I don't know what I would do. Uh, I mean, I, I would I would certainly not go anywhere immediately. But I I, I mean, imagine, it, is there anyone who would meddle quicker than Elon Musk? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would he change their name immediately or after like two weeks? Oh my god, the New York X, uh, the, <laughs> like after five you know, the seconds. The Y's, dude. New York Y. Oh, the, the New York Y's. Y's. Yeah. yeah, and it's like a double entendre, you know? Like, uh-huh. why did I change the name? Because it's the Y's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, now you're getting it. Or he would pull like a totally like like some weird ass character, like he named his kid, like just be like, yeah, it's it's actually. This symbol actually means Knicks. They're still called the Knicks, but now they won't have the word Knicks anymore to be it's represented by this symbol. Dumbass. Yeah, it's in Wingdings. Yeah, he's... Yeah. All right, so what would be the thing that would make you... that he would do that would make you stop being a fan of the team? Do you have something that comes to mind immediately? 
The rebranding would be annoying, but I guess I could live with it. A, a complete rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he would too. He just did this with Twitter, one of the most iconic brands in the world. Yeah. So, so buying the Knicks and then calling them the fucking bananas or some shit. Yeah, just like to troll. I mean, yeah, that would be yeah, annoying. Exactly, exactly. I never would be annoying, but not enough to get me off the bandwagon. I mean, Bro, imagine if they were now the bananas. Please imagine for one second. <laughs> I mean, like weirdly, outside of the fact that it would be that it would be Elon, like that could be kind of fire. Like the merch no, would be sick. Dude. No, but, a banana yellow jersey. No, stop. Yeah, dude. I it. mean, no, that would be kind of fire. Copium, bro. Dude, you could you could get a banana hat that you could peel open. Like oh that has. God. Oh my god! Like a like a like a dog oh, yeah, ear like cap a, that's yeah. banana flaps. That's pretty good. You're, you're pretty fire. Save here, but it's not good. Enough. Yeah. So, I mean, in that respect, I the bananas thing would be fine, or whatever he would rename the team to. Like, the team is still the team then, but <sighs> the bananas. I mean, he would just have well, to, like, honestly, I would put up with all the bullshit. You know, he would just have to eventually, like, do something so horrendously cancelable that I would be like, I just on principle can't support this team anymore uh, because well, he is I mean, such a piece of shit. Yeah, give him some time. Although, yeah. honestly, I, I don't fucking know what this guy. How about this? What about when uh, old Donald slides up courtside in MSG? Oh, my God. Yeah. If, if Donald Trump just that? starts, like, sitting there all the time, it's like, the Knicks, they're the best team in the world. Elon gave me courtside <laughs> seats for the whole season. This is the best. I should just bring them up at all times just so I can get that impression at all times. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, it. is it is it because it's good or bad? No, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's oh. good. It's, it's, All right, it's like I, it's like just a little bit bad to make yeah. it extra funny. You yeah, know I, mean? I always think my Trump is like very like uh, like mediocre of all the. I'm I'm fairly decent at some impressions. I like your take on it. It's a yeah. take, but I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm good. I guess we're all good at something. Um, <laughs> that's a Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he and Spike Lee just like chilling there, fucking. Oh my god, can you imagine? That would be fucking. I would. I don't even know. That's some thing. Let's pray to God. Nothing like that ever happens. Yeah, yeah. That that would be pretty bad. That would if he gave Donald Trump a, a courtside season ticket. That might be the thing. I think. I think he might have found it. That would be. That might be enough to make me be like, fine. I gotta. Fuck, man. I gotta Is switch to another team. That's where my head went to immediately. Yeah. yeah. It would be a, it would be a West Coast team too because I'm a night owl anyway, so I'll just be like, "Fuck it, I'm a fucking Blazers fan now or it's something." Time. Golden State, whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't care. Sun, sun I, I like staying up late anyway, so ten o'clock start times, MBD for me on the East Coast. So, um, all right. Well, on that happy note, let's move to another question. <laughs> Real cheering. <laughs> uh, so from our our buddy Zach uh, ZMP three two three in the Discord, what are Got your thoughts? Zach. What are your thoughts on the OB trade and his fit with the Pacers? Zach Deluzio, what are your thoughts? Zach, Zach to Zach, Chelsea and Zach. Um, both of us. Um, I thought you were saying shouts to yourself. Shout to me I and only me. <laughs> um, what are thoughts on the OB trade? I mean, I don't know. I would have liked to get more, but like, that we knew this was coming, right? Like, mm. I, I mean, wasn't this just kind of the inevitability? Like, we talked about this a lot. I, I think we were all hoping that we could get something more than two second round picks, uh, maybe hopefully like a player back. But 
Doesn't sound like that was really a possibility. Um, makes sense. Obi is okay. Um, he has some upside. I, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. I think we all agree he wasn't properly utilized. Uh, it wasn't really a good environment to showcase his skill set, and that sucks. But he is also not as good as some people think hmm. um, and is limited and has, you know, kind of troublesome characteristics of his own. So in the end, like, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I'm more sympathetic on a personal level because he seems like such a good dude and, and really loved being here. So in that sense, um, I feel for him. But I'm sure he's going to get uh, a, a lot of applause when he comes back here. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I just find it to be disappointing that it worked the way it did. Like, I don't know. The, the biggest... The biggest failing was that the front office did not force Tibbs to run small more often and at least give that a shot because that could have opened up a window where you at least had Obi getting like 20 minutes a night consistently, which would have been mm-hmm. enough that then I feel like he wouldn't have been pissed off. Fan base wouldn't have been pissed off. Like, you know, everybody wouldn't have been pissed off and there wouldn't have been this like feeling of like necessity to get this deal done. And maybe you could have let it go for one more year and see what happens going into his restricted free agency or something. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as the return, they, they got about what he was worth for a guy that like couldn't find the floor. Like if you start shopping a guy around the league, that's not getting playing time. Other teams are going to be like, well, you can't tell me that he's good because he might have some highlights from late in the season or whatever. Uh, like last year, but then he got less minutes this year, put up worse percentages, like, and is not seeing the floor. So obviously there's something wrong here. So we're not going to give you like a first round pick for him anymore. Um, you know, now it's going to be a pair of seconds, pair of shitty seconds, I might add too. Like they, they basically dumped him. Like the the two second rounders they got back are like, they have all kinds of protections, and the one is like the worst they get like the worst second rounder of like four different teams or whatever. Cause it's changed hands like four times and there's like a four way swap involved or whatever, like just terrible. So, I mean, it's whatever it's, it's sad. His fit with the Pacers. I think he'll be good. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for him to step in and like start right away there, uh, especially while they bring along. Um, oh my God. Why is his name escaping me? The, the kid from uh, Houston. Can't that help they you yeah, whatever. The the guy they drafted this year, the power forward, whose name is escaping me right now. Uh uh Jarris Walker. Jarris Walker. Uh as long as I'm saying that right. But uh anyway, uh, uh so you know, while he's coming along, Obi can potentially start, maybe holds on to that job, maybe doesn't, but I mean I, I think that he'll have a good time running the floor a lot because the pace is Yeah, he's gonna fit well with Halliburton is the thing. Yeah. And and having spacing from Turner, you know, yeah. being spaced out to three a lot to be able to get inside. I I mean he's he's out there enough that the opposing center at least has to respect him to a degree, or else you know get sometimes. sometimes. But yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. It's, I, think uh, I mean, good for him. I hope he does well. I hope he gets the bag. Yeah, yeah. I, ho- I hope he. I hope he does well, and then I hope he signs elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Places. Exactly. Go get signed elsewhere. I mean, so, he's so I can root for him more. Elwood, Ooh, is he already? 
he he's extension eligible right now, but I can almost yeah. guarantee they're not going to. Right. They have no, to do no, it before the season. No, but what and I mean is like it, this is his chance to get the fucking back. So. Yeah, he'll probably be a restricted free agent next summer. In right. which case, he could sign a big ass offer sheet. Yeah, it's really well. a little hard to see anyone really doing that. But yeah, I mean, I just I just hope I'm he goes really, to a West Coast team. If he goes yeah, to a West I'm, Coast I'm, team, yeah, exactly. Oh, go to the fucking Spurs. Go play with Wemby. Let's go. Ooh, that would be a good fit. Oh man, he'd be great there. But I mean that. I contend he'd be great for the Warriors. I think he'd be a great one. Oh, he would be. Yeah, that would be yeah. oh, that'd be so fucking that'd be awesome. so fun. He'd be so oh good. my god, you're right. So, that's my that's my ultimate hope for him is that he goes somewhere where he can have Bro, fun. He would be fun. such a good fit with Steph. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, that'd be it would be nonsense. Yeah, it'd be so good. All the cutting and dunking and yeah, just dude, like Draymond crazy. too. Like oh, he would get he'd have so much fucking fun. Yeah, he would have so uh, much fun. So that that's my greatest, that's my greatest uh yeah. hope for him. Go sign with the Warriors. All right. Uh, next question comes to us from Knight of Cups in the Discord. What if Randall has another down year? Do the Knicks pivot to focus on Brunson and RJ, or would you take one all-NBA season for one sucky one every other year? Uh, no. Short answer, I if he comes in and he sucks ass again, I'm, I'm fully on board to get rid of him again, to be clear, because you can't have players that show up every other year. That's just not a thing. So I feel like that's a pretty easy question, Zach. I don't know. Do you feel any different? No, but I I do. I feel like um, uh, this reminds me of like what you remember. Actually, it's funny. We were talking about Steph earlier and this doc because this reminded me of it because I watched this yesterday. But you remember early in his career, everyone was like, Steph is so injury prone because he just got injured a bunch. But like sometimes shit just happens. Yeah. Um, Randall had a couple had one really bad year um, after a good year. Two. And, I mean, well, could... no, 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 no. So what's like as a normal trajectory, right? Obviously he had a bad beginning. Then he had a great year. Then he went back down and had another great year. Um, in that span, we've talked about this before. All we said over and over was like, he needs a point card and we don't have one. And now we got a point card and he had a great season again. Like, I, I just think it's kind of funny that the conclusion – we're still, like – I get it. I, it's like it's like a collective trauma, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, Jesus, what if shitty Julius Randle comes back? What are we going to do? I would not worry about it. It's not going to happen. Like, he might the, – the playoff stuff, We that's still TBD, like how good he's going to be in the playoffs, but he's also making $25 million? Mm-hmm. Like 26, so, 27, something like that. Yeah. Did anyone see Jalen Brown's newest deal? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I know. He's 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 massively under. Yeah. So, like, honestly, I'm not worried at all. I mean, if he comes out and plays like absolute shit, but I'm not. I'm not. I don't think that's honestly going to be real. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but that is what the question poses. So that's yeah. why I was well, answering. Well, I, yeah. In that sense, then, I mean, I think pretty obviously you pivot to Brunson and RJ. And I, I mean, think they're still in a pretty good position, by the way. Yeah, I mean, if he comes out as 21-22, Randall, this year, like, I'm not even waiting till the trade deadline. I'm being, like, by, like, December, I'm like, all right, get the fuck out. Like, we're going to find a well, trade. Starting Jericho's sims. Yeah, I mean, because now you can't you can't disrupt those vibes anymore. Like, the, the vibes are too good now on the team to be, like, yeah. oh, someone well, who's that's being why Right, which is why it's not probably, yeah. but if it did, then that's the clear cut sign of like I can sense right. the trauma still in you out. So you're like yeah. probably 
yeah, probably will be fine. Maybe five percent. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think it's probably like a 99 percent chance that he's over that whole stage. Well, uh, it's fine. I, no, I, I understand. I but understand. if he's if he's not, like, then yeah, it's time to cut bait. Like, there's no way that you just put up with a player that every other year decides to just completely melt down. I mean, it would be bizarre. I would want to like study him. Yeah, right. But on another team, I would study him on the next <laughs> team that he went to. Not on the, him on the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, he'd be yeah like a great case study. Just not on the Knicks anymore. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's a pretty easy answer for that. So we've got a, a I, I put these under nerdy. There's some Marvel questions I'm going to save for Matt for the second part of the episode. Uh, for some stuff that I haven't watched yet. I'm normally on top of these things, but I haven't watched Secret Invasion yet. And now oh, people are trying to say that it sucks ass. So we'll see how that all goes. I love um, I love that you're like they're trying to say that it sucks ass. I've seen mixed reviews. Like I've seen some people say like it's worse than what they said, other people saying, like, no, this is exactly what they're making fun of in She-Hulk. Like I have seen that like at the end, there's just like a giant superpower fucking fight that everybody hates. So that's well, you know. Doesn't sound great considering uh, I, I want to. The one the only shows uh, before we move on that I've watched was WandaVision, and that show was ruined by a giant dumb fight at the end. I mean, not ruined, that's dramatic, but like it was like this great Lessened. nuanced characters thing, and then they're like, big fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they did they like they openly made fun of it at the end of she-hulk which is a great show and that oh, was really? kind of hilarious oh, yeah. Okay. yeah wait uh do you want me to tell you what happened at the end of that show? I, sure i don't think i'm gonna watch it so yeah basically she's like the whole show she's like fourth wall breaking like deadpool uh-huh. kind of you know so she'll like talk to the camera and shit and yeah. like narrate her own story sort of and it hits like this like the climax and she's at like this like uh, like like anger management retreat or whatever, like for superheroes or some shit. I forget what the whole thing was, but like the one, the one uh, uh, abomination as his human self was running it, and then like all of a sudden, like everybody takes like Hulk serum and like a couple people like Hulk out, like these this like douche bro like turns into like a Hulk because he's like I want to be more manly or whatever, and then they're like setting up this giant like Hulk fight, was and then James, she was James. No, <laughs> but then she literally just like hits the pause button on the episode and is like, "What the hell, dude? Like, are we really still doing this? Like, like this cliche oh. bullshit?" And then but she really like, did it. Oh yeah, she said that. She's like, "Are we really still no, doing but, this?" But cliche? did they do it anyway? Or did no, they no, 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 no. So then, okay. so then the whole story is that she okay. goes and she, she like <laughs> pops through into the Disney Plus like app and then like jumps out of a tv and then like goes and speaks to marvel executives wow. and then and then figures out that it was very like south parkian where like she's like i have to go talk to kevin and they're like oh kevin is this way like the head of marvel you know yeah. and she oh, keeps right, looking right. for him and looking for him and then finally makes it to the room and kevin is just like a robot that's just spitting out cliches <laughs> <laughs> and <No>. yeah <laughs> It was, it was so that would be funny if it then prompted a change everywhere. Except else. then they like, apparently just went back not. to it again, which is kind of hilarious. So yeah, now I, I just kind of want to see it. I love that they greenlit that and then yeah. immediately went back on it. That yeah, was just yeah. truly 
staggering yeah but anyway so we're skipping those till tomorrow so i'll let matt talk about the, the nuts oh, and bolts because yeah. he's actually watched the show but i'm so tired in the meantime uh our buddy zach zmp323 is back again with another question he wants to know what's the best thing you've watched this summer zach what is the best thing you've watched this summer oh dude i haven't watched many tv shows we were talking about this before i'm not a huge tv guy anymore it doesn't have to be tv it could be a movie yeah yeah i'm gonna go with a movie i'm gonna go with two because okay. uh I'm kind of cheated. But yeah, dude, I don't have time to watch TV anymore. I feel like I can't, I can't fucking sit. Dude, I like, I like start a show and I'll be like, eh, and I just don't keep watching it. It's kind of crazy. I need uh, something like, something to grab me, grab me. Ahsoka. Get, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for Ahsoka. Yeah, that, that should be fun. Yay. Star Wars dork. Um, what did I want? Dude, the Dungeons and Dragons movie fucking ruled. Yeah. I would not. Say it's like it's not like a good movie movie, but it it captured like what it's like to play Dungeons and Dragons so well, and that I think is like the point of a movie like that is like let's do a weird funny adventure. That's what it's all about. It was super awesome. I recommend that to anyone who's played the game. But also, dude, dude, Barbie was really good. Uh, I still haven't seen it yet. It was I, really good. I want to see Barbie and Oppenheimer this week. Yeah, no, no, no. Barbie was really good. I, I was, was really surprised. Yeah, I was away on vacation when both came out, and I'm pissed that I haven't seen them yet. And it's yeah, like I didn't see Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah, it's like over a week since they've come out, and I still haven't seen either of them yet. Well, it's still, it was still. I mean, it was still almost. So I had to sit in the front row. It was so fucking. Annoying. I was yeah. like, this has to be like I haven't sat in the front row in forever. This is probably way worse in my head. Than it is in real life, and then we sat in the front row, and I was like, "This is awful." Yeah, I mean, you're also in the city, so you know. Yeah, dude. Well, but the thing is, still, there's a lot of people going. Yeah, so I'm out here in the sticks. I'm out here in the sticks, buddy. I can go to a show whenever I want. Yeah, that's true, okay. dude. Just go. I'm. T- it was really good. Take we your will. wife for sure. I, oh, we definitely will at some point yeah. this week. We'll probably go see both at different times. Hopefully, dude. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I was like cracking up. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it was very funny. Yeah, just just don't bring your toxic masculine. <laughs> just leave that at the door you want to bring extra toxic masculinity <laughs> um Yo, that'd be yeah. hilarious though dress up like that. my favorite out. things my favorite things i watched this summer um i was just telling you i i had a slightly delayed flight this past week and i watched i got to watch three movies on there but the one the first one that i was super excited to watch was creed 3 to finally watch that i watched that really enjoyed that i actually watched the whole creed series for the first time I think all in the summer, because uh, I'm pretty sure that I watched I watched the first two when my wife was on a work trip in like May or June or something. So I've watched them all this summer, and I very much like them. I, I don't know how I waited so long to watch those movies, because I freaking love the Rocky movies. And I heard that they were like, this is just Rocky for a new age, and it fucking was, and they were fantastic. Um, the third one was really cool. I know that the, the final fight scene, some people... Some people loved it. Some people hated it. I thought it was pretty cool, and I liked how they shot it. I thought it was cool to sort of go surreal with it for once because it's just a different way to approach uh, uh, talent. You know, to, to pop through like eight, nine rounds of fighting without having to just sit there and be like, oh, he got his eye busted open in this round, and then like, oh, let's let's cut him again, and then like, oh, oh now the other guy got his eye busted open this nine round. You know, a lot of rounds. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of rounds, and they they normally show all that, and that's fine. You know, it's it's yeah, a they show all nine. 
No, I mean they don't. This they don't show like the entire thing, but they'll like like narrate you through the whole fight and oh, okay, like okay, show okay. you like snippets yeah. from the various rounds or whatever. Um, so this one they did a little different. They did like a very like uh, like stylized like it was supposed to be like what both of them were thinking, like taking themselves out of the crowded stadium, you know, and like like so like just like based off their past traumas or whatever because they were like old friends and shit. So like it was all this stuff like like where um Jonathan Major's character was like uh locked up or whatever. So like he was like beating like uh uh Michael B. Jordan into the ropes and like then they like in their heads like the the ropes turned into like a jail cell. And so it's like he's like beating him up against the edge of a jail cell kind of thing and like all this other shit. Um so it was, it was kind of cool. Um and then uh so those those have been good on the movie side TV side this might be like a weird one uh i've been watching that show alone and it has brought my wife and i much joy uh we like accidentally caught an episode or two while we were out yeah, seeing my dad it's crazy oh. dude that show is wild it is alone, alone. yeah so it's like so they they take 10 contestants Oh, it's reality. Oh, it's it's reality survival TV, but it's like, it's like none of the bullshit. Like they, they, so these people get dropped in like these remote ass locations and it's like, all right, you get like a tarp and like a knife and some twine and whatever. And they get to pick like 10 little items they could bring with them. Like little, like mini tools and shit. Wait, do they get, so they, they pick it. Yeah. They get to pick their, their like toolkit. People pick like dumb shit. (laughs) Sometimes, but like okay, some people yeah, will be yeah. like, some people will be like, I'm only gonna fish, so I didn't bring a bow and arrow, right? You know, stuff like that. Um, so it's your woad out. It's your woad out. Yeah, but then they have to like completely live off the land, and it's basically, it's literally like they're all fully separate of one another. I have no idea if they're the first person, the last person, whatever, and you just have to be the last person to not tap out. Oh. And the people end up usually going like, like somewhere between sixty and like ninety days completely that's a long time yeah and they all like lose time like some some of them get like medically pulled because like they have yeah. to do like medical checks like right. once a week or something or once every few days or whatever um and so yeah. some of them they right. go some of them they go and they're like you have lost like 65 pounds since you got here and like you're like emaciated and like you're at risk of heart failure like you're gonna have to go wow. and they like pull people out it's a fucking wild show dude it's actually this does sound pretty pretty interesting i'm Dude, not gonna lie d- don't like if you start it you're gonna you get like learn does it is it like learning too like does it help yeah. you mm-hmm. like teaches you shit about potentially surviving in the wilderness absolutely because i like learning shit you know yeah absolutely cool. it's very i find it's like very informative like a lot of the people are like really good hunters and like right. Uh, you know, like you only yeah, like, you must have skills though, right? Like these aren't uh, just people like us, right? Oh no, no, no. They like pre-screen them. Yeah, like yeah, so yeah, they yeah. pick okay. people that like know how to hunt That's and like are cool. survivalists and wow. shit. But this then is they, what they work for, bro. Yeah, but then they always put up this is always interesting to me because there's been a couple guys that are built like you or I that are on the show. They're like like six four, six five. But I bet that doesn't work. And it doesn't because they're it's like yes, because well, because yeah. what ends up happening is that then they're like this guy's having it like they always end up having a tap because they just lose too much weight and shit because yeah. they literally post you stats. Right. They post stats yeah. on there and they're like, for someone of this person's size to survive, they and like maintain their weight, they have to eat like 3,000 calories a day. Sure. That's and exactly most, how much. And yeah. most of the people end up eating like 600 Several calories hundred? a day, yeah, if that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And right. so the, the people that are like super tall and whatever always end up like 
like way like they they get fucked early yeah, and it's I'm it's sure. usually like the smaller people end up winning it and stuff but yeah it's it's a fucking fun show dude yeah, i would definitely being tall is all crack up it's everything no we're we're built for the modern world yeah no people our size are built for the modern world not for the yeah, not for the the, the past. I'm like being a viking and shit. yeah i think that tall people literally just exist because of the fact that like they can survive now. That's why humanity is getting taller over time is because it's like, oh, we can get bigger now because we can sustain ourselves. Well, and then selection like also starts to... Yeah, yeah, that's true too. I feel like it's part of evolution. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a whole thing. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's uh, let's take the the alternate side of this coin. Uh, so Duder Adam wants to know out of the Discord, what's the worst thing you've watched this summer aside oh, from dude. Secret Invasion? Which, uh, man, now I feel like I have to watch it between today and tomorrow. <laughs> uh, just on it. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Duder says, "I want I want to experience some S tier hating. Um, I don't know if I have any S tier hating. I feel like I've uh, been. Yeah, dude. I don't know. What if I? What if I want? The thing is, if I hate it, I just turned off and forgot. Right. It. Yeah. So I don't know. And like, well, but the other thing is, like, the ones that are best for hating are actually like kind of entertaining and therefore not really bad. Like, bad to me, the worst thing it can be is just boring, and I don't watch it because I'm like, this is dumb, stupid." Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been like really curating what I've been watching. Like even stuff that I've been watching, like streaming movies or whatever, I'm like, I know ninety-nine percent I'm gonna like this, so I'm gonna yeah. watch it. Like uh, cocaine bear or something. Like I'm like Yeah, but that movie was like fucking everyone knew that that was fucking ridiculous. Right. And that's why and that's why like when I watched it, I'm like, I know exactly what this is going into it. Like Yeah. So I, I mean I, I, I could be a hater for the sake of playing a character. Uh, and and in that sense, I could go with Under the Silver Lake. Have you seen this movie? What is it? Under the Silver Lake with fucking Andrew Garfield. No, I haven't watched. Um, dude, this movie, it was like a neo-noir, I think it's called, or like a modern noir film. It was just like the most fucking bizarre shit. I, it was like, you, I mean, it was an A24 movie, and it's the first A24 movie where I was like, I don't think I really enjoyed that too. Like, it was it was. It was fine. It was just batshit insane, dude. It was like someone took just like a lot of cocaine. Speaking of cocaine bear, and just like it was like noir. Let me tell you about noir. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. We're resolving none of this, and I love cocaine, and that's the entire movie. But Andrew Garfield was good in it, so it was like well made. So cool. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched because uh, the other thing is there hasn't even been like anything that I'm like I feel obligated to watch like TV show wise mm-hmm. or whatever. And I feel like that's where hate can come from. If, oh, like, Mando season three, I could hate on that. <laughs> I guess you could. Yeah, I thought it was I'm fine. I thought it was I'm a good season. No, 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 I'm not doing it. We're, we're at the end of an hour. Yeah, uh, this is opening a door. Uh, it wasn't even that bad. I just, I'm just so I'm so bored, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Mandalorian. I fell asleep during an episode. Do you do you know how hard that is? Like literally, my entire life, all my entire life is waiting for new Star Wars shit, and it doesn't have to be really even that good. And it's like, I'm I'm falling asleep. Why is Baby Yoda in, in the IG eleven? How? Why is my brain melting? <laughs> <Why> because <laughs> they because they had to give Baby Yoda a yes yes no no button. You know. They did it. <laughs> they did. Why? They had to because Why he can't talk. They, they gave him a voice. Damn it! 
They gave Why are they voice. eating cotton candy on Coruscant with ex-Nazis? I don't understand. <laughs> what is going on? Oh Why is this giant rock so blatantly green screened in? What is going on? <laughs> well, no, no, I'm done. That's it. Sorry. All right. Well, that was that was great. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're set. I think that's that's yeah, it for this that. episode. We're in, we're in an hour. Yeah, I'll have to think of I'll have to think if there's anything that I've hated. Yeah, go for go digging, bro. I, I know you got something you want to dunk on. Yeah, for when we go into part two with Matt. In this case, yeah. I blanked. I thought maybe something would come to me, but it didn't. So maybe I'll think about it a little more. Mm. And then when I record the part with Matt, then maybe we'll see if something else comes up. But until then, that's it for the first part. So uh, we're going to hop right into the second part with Matt with the power of editing right now. Whoa, look at that. It's a new co-host that just popped in. That that beautiful man in his dimly lit room has been replaced by a Mr. Dolan avatar. It's uh, it's me, Mr. Dolan. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me on the show, Alex. I'm really... I don't know why I'm trying to do a Dolan impression. I don't remember what he sounds like, so I was just doing like a slightly different voice. He just sounds like every other billionaire dude. Yeah, I mean, he, he like, like doesn't yeah. really have a very distinguishable voice, no. so I, I was not really going to be able to do do something. But anyway, uh, not surprising to me that Zach's room is dimly lit and his microphone sounds bad. He really puts a lot of effort into this, and I always appreciate that. You, you know what the best part was with uh, with Zach was. Um, he showed up when we when we went to record last night and like his camera was on so he must have known that it was on when he clicked into the room and he clicks in and he's shirtless and i'm like <laughs> are you planning on going like that and he's like oh fuck i forgot we're on camera he's <laughs> like it just gets hot in here because i have to turn the ac off while we're recording because the ac is right next to my computer so yeah. and i'm <laughs> like yeah no dude we're on computer now so yeah, like or, probably... we're on camera now rather you gotta yeah. you gotta put a fucking shirt on my AC is actually right next to my computer too, but number one, it's colder today than it was yesterday, so I can get away with no AC and not be sweating. But also, I could be naked for all you know, because as everyone can see, I have no video, which is because my laptop video doesn't work for some reason, and I can't figure out why. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I'm gonna. We'll get you a webcam one of these days. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, let's get into these questions because I don't have to read all the spiels. Uh, although, if you're not subscribed to Patreon already, do it. Uh, Patreon.com slash Strickland. All right. Uh, so from G-Baked in the Discord, please list some reasons why you think the Knicks are going to win the championship this year. Matt, the floor is yours. Okay. Number one, it is an even Randall year. That's a bad thing. You're right. <laughs> As I was saying, I was like, wait. Te technically, it's an odd Randall year, but yes, yeah, no, it's, it's an odd Randall year. I, yeah. Okay. But I got screwed up. Yeah. As I was saying, I was like, this doesn't sound right because he was good last year. But then I remember mm -hmm. that he was bad in the playoffs last year, which is what confused me. But he was only bad in the playoffs because he was hurt. So that was a whole different issue. Maybe this um, year it'll be the inverse. Maybe he'll be bad in the regular season and then turn into like prime Kobe in the playoffs. I mean, they probably have enough shit around him now that like if he is bad in the regular season, it'll be fine as long as Tibbs recognizes that. But, you know, I prefer he be good in the regular season, obviously. Um, no, okay. So the real number one reason is, is always Jalen Brunson. Like, I mean, he almost won the Knicks that series can see by himself when everyone else was playing like dog duty. Um that might be, like, the only reason, honestly. If they're going to win a championship with this team, 
it's that Brunson's just going to have to go like insane in the playoffs and score, you know, 50 points by himself every game, which honestly <laughs> it could happen. I, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, he was, he was, he's so good that I would not put it past him, but you know, everyone's gotten all the young guys are a year older. Hopefully that means a year better quickly. One of these times is going to not suck in the playoffs. Fingers crossed, you know, like eventually he's going to not look like the worst player on the floor. Um, and I know I'm going to get like a lot of shit for that. Not from you. I know you agree with me, but I feel like I'm going to get a lot of shit from, you know, the people who don't want to admit that quickly has faults, which there are some of those on our, on our staff. Mm -hmm. Um, I love quickly. I think he's amazing, but he, you know, it's okay to acknowledge that he was awful in the playoffs again last year. And that's a problem. So hopefully that's rectified with another full playoffs under his belt. Um, I think, uh, I think, you know, hopefully Tibbs had keeps the lessons that he learned last year throughout the season and like plays better rotations. I mean, he's going to be forced into it unless he does some insane shit by playing like somewhat, you know, Sims at the four as Randall's backup, which I don't really think there's any been any indication of. I think probably he's going to have Hart play the backup four, which is good. I mean, we've all wanted that. Um, if you're going to play Hart and RJ and lineups together, which you probably will still do, then really needs to be with them in the three and the four and not of the two and the three. So, um, you know, they, I think, I guess, yeah, number one, Jalen Brunson, but two would be the, the young guys having another year of experience with their belts. And then three would be that Tibbs has kind of been forced into playing rotations that we're all going to, you know, think analytically make more sense. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the Brunson front. It's going to require, like I've been saying my, my like, lukewarm take this offseason has been uh, Jalen Brunson can be the top offensive op- option on a championship caliber team. And I truly do believe that like, and specifically the offensive option, you know, I don't think that you can rely on like, okay, Brunson is like on both ends, you know, like in the, in the cumulative, like our best player, I think you're going to need someone who's like a two way stud that maybe isn't necessarily quite as talented at bucket getting as Brunson, but you know, they're going to go as far as he could take them as far as on the offense, because we already kind of saw that. Uh, I think the other biggest factor, I mean, I know that this was asked as sort of like tongue in cheek, like overly optimistic by G baked, but you know, the, the real answer to me is the thing that would make me think the Knicks could win a championship this year would obviously just be like, do they make a trade that puts them in that position? Do they make the trade, you know, and like, is the trade good enough? to actually make them a championship contender. Cause I really do think if they make the right trade at this point for the right star to go with Brunson and presumably Randall, maybe there is a chance that this could be a team that actually competes. I mean, we saw this past year, like the East was super wide open and the league in general is just kind of more wide open. I think than it's been in, I don't know, the last 15 years or so, maybe even, maybe even like 20 something years, you know, like, we kind of just like bounced from dynasty to dynasty to dynasty for so long. Uh, like it was the Lakers, then it was the Spurs, then it was, um, you know, the the Celtics and Lakers, and then, you know, then the Warriors, obviously, the Spurs and Heat, you know, traded a couple in there. But it was just like this, you know, very small, exclusive group of teams, mostly from the West that ever actually broke through for a long time. And now it seems like every single year there's, they're, you could, 
any one of five or six teams that if the injuries, you know, and the the circumstances break right, could potentially win a championship. And I, I don't think the Knicks, as they're currently constructed, could reach no. that status. No. I don't I don't know if yeah, I, I don't know that like Tibbs is a good enough coach to be completely honest, that they have like a heat run in them like the Heat did this past year. Um so yeah, I, I think it comes down to the big trade. You know, no, I think you're right. I think yeah. the only honestly, if they don't make a trade, my my serious answer to G-Baked, if we're gonna have to give a reason, if they don't make a trade, is that they get to the playoffs and Brunson just goes supernova for a month and a half. Brunson goes like Danny Murphy on the Mets yeah. in 2015. Yeah, yeah that's which, what he'd have to do. Yeah, which I honestly I don't really think is possible. I think Brunson can do what he did against the Heat again, but like they didn't fucking win that series. I yeah. I don't I don't actually think he can do it. But if it's gonna happen without a trade. Then it's that's what it is. Is that Brunson just goes like, you know, uh, Super Saiyan God when yeah. <laughs> when the playoffs come? Um, I here's a question for you though. Speaking of the trade, let's say Harden does not go to the Clippers, and they mm-hmm. and I'm not saying Harden to the Knicks. I, I saw that today, and I'm like, that is not the trade to make. I'd be so mad if that's if that's who they brought in. <laughs> But um, because he'd probably want to be traded again by the deadline. So that'd be totally <laughs> time. Um, if Harden doesn't go to the Clippers and they just, you know, stink because Kawhi's not healthy, George is maybe healthy here and there, but, you know, not enough to carry the team on his own. Do you think they're going to revisit trading George at the deadline? Maybe. I mean, I think they're too stubborn, but. Yeah, I think so too. I think the bomber is like <laughs> bomber is like Steve Cohen, but crazier mm. and less willing to accept defeat. Like, like this this year was you know we're we're gonna get to questions about the Mets in a couple minutes too because they just went through the trade deadline with with Steve Cohen. It was like their first time as sellers under him, right? Um, and like. You know, I just I like Balmer is the same deal where he's like one of the most wealthy owners in all of sports and like desperately will spend whatever it takes to like win a championship for the Clippers just because he wants to. And I don't know that he is savvy enough to know like the ins and outs of when to blow it up in the NBA. And so like if he's kind of still in that like mid to late 2000s Dolan stage where he like wants to keep putting his nose in things and still kind of having like a a semi-final say on things uh which it sort of seems like he he does at this point then I just don't see where they would be able to sell to him like yo it's time to trade George it's time to cup eight like yeah Kawhi's not gonna work out either probably you know, but it's okay. We'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like we got it, but we got to start the rebuild at some point. And we got to get something back for these guys. Yeah. Um. I don't know if Balmer would okay that or not, but if he did become available, I would go after him for sure. I mean, you know, I would. Um, you, you. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod because we haven't done one in a while, but you specifically know I would. <laughs> I really want Paul George. I think that's yeah. the, the answer to G based question is actually trade for Paul George, and then I think they can win the championship. Personal. I think there's a decent chance. Like if it was like RJ and like, uh, well, the point is RJ's the RJ, RJ would be the centerpiece. I guess yeah. it would be who else you're including other than that. Like it, RJ and one of Grimes or quickly and some picks. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it has to be quickly. Like you can't, you can't give up Grimes. I think it has to be quickly. 
which sucks. I don't want to give up quickly either. But yeah, but then I think you still have enough enough in infrastructure. I agree. Like I think that George is good enough. Like he's that two way player if he's healthy. Yeah, yeah. you know that's can, exactly what you're describing before the player yeah. that they need. Like that's him. Yeah. That can buoy you on both ends. That maybe isn't necessarily more talented than Jalen Brunson on offense, but is definitely like he would be like the most talented player on both ends on the team and like all that stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, I think it just like you have Paul George. First of all, I think he would be thrilled to be in a tipped defense. So mm-hmm. like you have either George or Grimes covering the team's other team's best defender than the other one guarding the weak side, which is where Tibbs puts the second best defender in his scheme like that. I mean, what team is going to have two better individual defenders in those spots than the next would in that scenario? Yeah, I don't know that you can find any team that would have better wing defense than the Knicks yeah. with Grimes and George if they were both healthy and both right. good. I mean, that's that's elite. And Grimes kind of had his coming out party against a bit against Butler in the Heat this year. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, no, I think he's like legitimately like the only. I think the only downside would be if you trade it quickly. Like, you need to hope that Deuce is really taking a leap and being a viable rotation piece because, like, right now, I mean, the defense is there, but he can't score. And yeah. like, you know, he can't, we haven't really even seen him run an offense well yet. So yeah. like that would be having no one to back up Brunson, not as big of a deal in the playoffs, but like he needs to sit sometimes. So like you can't just be, you know, bleeding points when Brunson's on, on the bench for, you know, 10 minutes a game or whatever in the playoffs. Yeah. Is Reggie Jackson still on the Clippers? I don't know. Honestly. I feel, I feel like he is. And like, if he is, that would be the guy that I would target and be like Talk for 30. Oh no! I meant just vamp, so I can look this up. I didn't want my keyboard clacking. Hold, hold on, you just you just muted for some reason right before you were about to talk. There, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. Oh, I muted myself just so my keyboard clacking wouldn't be on the oh okay. on the stream. So I, I just said just vamp for a minute, but I guess you <laughs> didn't hear me. I did not. Uh, well, that's hilarious. Uh, I uh... <laughs> well now I'm going to leave this in because I think oh, that's a funny enough well, moment to leave on. in. I did Reggie Jackson, the baseball player. Um, he is still on the Clippers. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. So that would be the guy that I would be like, send him back to. Wait, George. Sorry. His basketball reference nicknames are Mr. June, which, okay, I know where that comes from. And then Big Government. <laughs> like he's he's a big, he's a Democrat. <laughs> big Government. Big hmm. Government. Cool. He's get these shit from. Um, before we move on, real quick, I want to very briefly answer Franklin Chubb's question, which you guys answered already. Yeah. Um, so, so let me read that one again in case anybody forgot. Uh, if Elon Musk bought the Knicks, what would oh, no, he sorry, have? The other, the other Franklin Chubb question. Oh my God, dude. What is, what's the other one? Uh, the, which, which teams yeah. do you think you'll despise the most this season? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do that one. Yeah. It's the Cavs. I just, yeah. I'm so pre preemptively irritated by them. Not the Cavs themselves, but like the way people talk about the Cavs. I mean, the amount of lists I've seen top Eastern Conference contenders that never fucking include the Knicks and always includes the cat include the Cavs, even though the Knicks like curb stomp them in the playoffs last year. And what reason do we have to believe that? Yeah, the Cavs will probably be a little bit better because like they, you know, they made upgrades where they needed to. But like, why are we? Why do we believe that the Knicks wouldn't just fucking stomp them again? <laughs> because reasons i don't because know the knicks yeah. are the knicks and the Cavs are young even yeah. the knicks are young too but like people don't think of the knicks as young for i don't and know why. evan mobley is going to turn into prime kd like, yeah 
Instantly. I just, it's just yeah. anyway, we can move on. I just had to get that out. I I can't stand the cows. They they were on my list, but my number one was the Heat. Uh, and yeah, Zach's, just like baseline hate for the Heat, but like I don't hate them more than I already did. You yeah, know? Zach's was the Nets, which I thought was stupid because I feel like they're gonna go <laughs> back. To the, yeah. Uh, they're gonna suck who cares yeah. you know what my sleeper was though get this one this is a good one my sleeper charlotte hornets interesting do you know why i don't because they fucking signed miles bridges back to a fucking contract oh shit, i forgot about that yeah, yeah that's the assholes i want nothing but yeah. for them to burn don't terrible franchise of, like i mean not to make a joke of of that at all and i'm not trying to but i do want to remember to talk about something when we talk about baseball later um so I'm just putting that out there in case I forget. Okay. Um, but anyway, we can. Uh, that's it. I just had to get the cats out there because it's just I cannot stand seeing them. The Heat too, honestly, like they don't have Damian Lillard yet. No. Even if they did, I don't know if they'd be better than the Knicks. They beat them in a series, like, but it's not the same as the Knicks. Like they didn't curb something the Knicks the way the Knicks curbs on the Cavs. They did. They did for like one game. One game. One game. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that one game, which we all conveniently happened to be gathered for. But yeah, which is really. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, all right. Well, how about uh, let me float the other Franklin Chubb question that Zach and I already answered sure. to because I thought this one was too good. I, I have to ask you this one as well. Uh, if Elon Musk bought the Knicks, what would he have to do to make you stop being a Knicks fan, or would you remain a Knicks fan no matter what? Um. I mean, I think it would be the thing is like I can't pretend I'm still on fucking Twitter. Well, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm still on Twitter, so like. And he's done, he's literally changed the name of Twitter. He's changed the, you know what I, I can't get over? This more than changing the name, which is already dumb. And they're like probably days away from having to change it back. Because like, I think Meta has a trademark for X. And I, know, I, I learned about this at work. Apparently that's not what it was cut out to be. Um, apparently the whole like trademark thing is they have the they have the rights to like the x that was part of an app that they bought out or something but you can't you can't so this is a this is gonna be a problem for elon too you can't actually trademark a letter um (laughs) that's not surprising yeah apparently that's the thing you can't actually trademark a letter you can uh you can own like the your logo of a letter so like elon right, can right, trademark right. his little x yeah uh just like zuckerberg owns yeah, the trademark yeah. for yeah. nx that was right, part right. of this other app or something um that they bought out but yeah you can't actually so apparently that's not an issue and yet i guess also means that someone could finesse elon right. out of the name somehow yeah. at some point yeah. or something well, I don't know. what i was gonna say was that you know they put they like taking down the the Twitter facade on the building in San Francisco and put up an X, but now the X is down. Yeah, I, well, because I, that that broke all kinds of building codes. And yeah, shit. they were like right. disturbing the peace with how fucking bright it was. I just wouldn't be surprised if like in two weeks it's back to Twitter. <laughs> it would be kind of funny because I mean he changed tweets to posts, although that hasn't actually pushed to my version of the app yet, which I'm very happy about. Mm-hmm. And it's like I saw someone point this out. Tweet is, it's literally a dictionary definition now that, like, there's another definition of tweet, which is the Twitter one. And this dummy changed the name of something that, like, no other no other social media app has, like, a dictionary. De- you know, like, Instagram posts, obviously, like, are not, like, under the definition of post, you know? Like, tweets, every, you say tweet, everyone knows what that is. And he fucking changed it 
because I don't really understand. And no one really understands, except for the fact that he wanted to name PayPal X 30 years ago and they didn't do it. So he's like getting back at PayPal by naming Twitter X because he's a baby. Um, anyway, I got way off the off track here. The point is, I think, unfortunately, there isn't anything you can do that would make me stop being a Knicks fan, which upsets me, but is the truth. <laughs> yeah, Zach and I even went through, like, rebranding, and Zach was like, what if you just decide to call them, like, the Bananas? And I was like, I'd fucking wear Bananas gear. I, don't, I actually I don't think that'd be pretty funny. The problem is he wouldn't call them banana, the Bananas because the Bananas would be funny. He would think of something no, that... He would call them, like, the Z's or something. Or yeah, like, or, like, he'd call them, like, the like the woke mob, and he'd be like, isn't this hilarious? And yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, okay, I would not wear a, a New York woke mob shirt. So, no, but you would still root for the team. I would root for the New York woke mob, but I would yeah. not go to any games or wear. Well, yeah. I would walk to MSG. Yeah, <sighs> but the uh, I'm my ultimate thing was just if he did something so horrifically cancelable that I had to be like, I can't support anything that he's part of, even if it's my favorite team. But I could also rest assured, at least based off NBA precedent, that they would force him to sell the team. Right. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if he so, just went on like a huge racist tirade or something, you know, we we know that he would get forced to sell the team eventually, right, which would be right. good. So, you know, that's a plus. Um, all right. Well, so let's move to our next question here. This comes from Jax365. Uh, first of all, I don't know if there's a second of all to this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, how many Nick? players will be at the FIBA World Cup starting in late August. Uh, so I didn't know prep for this. I think it would be kind of fun. Yeah, let's do it. To just try I to do this that. blind, right? So we I know prep for any of these questions tonight. So we, so we know it. we know Josh Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson are on Team USA. And um Grimes, I mean I guess we're not he's not gonna be at the World Cup, but Grimes on the select team. Grimes um, yeah, which means he's gonna help them practice. Right. Which is cool. Yeah. Um RJ on team still Canada. on the team. Fortier is still on the team. He'll be on Team France. Oh, yeah. Shit. RJ's <laughs> on Team Canada. To the next hat. Does Hartenstein play for Germany? Does Germany play in the World Cup? They they play. They have a team. Yeah, but like, are they? do they make the World Cup is what I'm saying. I, I feel like the World Cup is the more inclusive one, and the Olympics is where you you have to like use the World Cup to springboard into Let's the Let's see. FIBA World Cup Team Germany. Um, okay. I'm looking at a team photo. I, I don't see Hartenstein, but let's look this, at the roster. This is, this is hard hitting journalism we're doing right now. Okay. <laughs> the roster, the German roster is Joshua Obisi, Len Scorman, Johannes Voitman, Jonas Richter, Nelson Wiedemann, Jason George, <laughs> Lucas. It's definitely pronounced Vonk, but it is spelled Wank, which is great. Yusis um, <laughs> Holatz, Gavin Schilling, Leon Kratzer, Adam Jalo, and David Kramer. Um, so no Hartenstein, but let's see. They did also announce a separate roster for the actual World Cup. So let's see if if that this team, is... The team really fell off once Dirk left, huh? <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, it really did. Hartenstein is not on the team. That is shocking. Daniel Tice is on the team, and yeah. Bruder is on the team. I mean, Hartenstein is. I know. I'm pretty sure that he grew up in the U.S. Yeah, he, but he has an accent. Yeah, like a little bit. Like I yeah. think, like I think it was like his mom is German, or maybe his dad is like but one. The thing is like both the Wagners are on the. I mean, well, they they did grow up in Germany, actually, didn't they? 
the the Wagners are on the team. Maxi Kleba, which is just my favorite name for Mike Breen to say, is on mm-hmm. the team. Just because he says Kleba every time, it's so okay. Great. Maybe, maybe they didn't totally fall off then. That's not um, the worst. Yeah, they got so they got they got Maxi Kleba, they got Dennis Schroeder, they got Daniel Tice, oh, and they yeah. got the Wagners. I forgot about Schroeder too. Huh. Yeah, yeah that, that's kind of a squad. It's not terrible. It's not bad. I don't that's know why Harden shines out on this team though. He must have obviously chosen not to play because yeah, maybe he's just he's, he's, too, good enough to be on the team. he's too busy back in the lab. You know, he's yeah. Gotta, well, you know, he just got married. Maybe he's yeah. going to be on his honeymoon. That's true. Um, I'd probably if if it was like an imminent defeat in the yeah they're not the World Cup playing for like <laughs> my like my like you know heritage country that right. I'm not really associated with. I'd be like, eh, I'll take a honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think like they're how far are they going to honestly make it? Even with like they have okay, so they have like a good starting lineup, but they have nobody. Actually, is Tyson going to start? Because can he start next to the Wagner? So like maybe, but maybe. Um, the point is they have at most like a six man if Tice is coming off the bench. So yeah. it's not really going to be a great team. Um, anyway, I think that's got to be it, right? Is yeah, I think that's it because the rest of the guys are all American, American. and yeah. none of them are on the team. So, all right. Well, there we go. We solved it. Yeah. Who do you think is going to have the best? Uh, let's. Just, I'll just warp the question a little bit. Who do you think is going to have the best FIBAs? Quick answer. I mean, obviously Brunson. Yeah, I think Brunson too. Unless he doesn't start, which I care. Steve Kerr already said he's going to start. So, yeah. It, doesn't really, which all the, the Halliburton stands are very upset about. But I'm really looking forward to a Brunson and Josh Hart led Team USA doing tons better than the Kemba, yeah. Tatum, yeah. and Brown led team the yeah. last time around. That's going to be well, the thing awesome. is like he just built this roster in a very smart way. They, yeah. you know, these guys are all going to play well, gel well together. So it's it's yeah. a good. They, I mean, they obviously should win, but like yeah. they actually. I don't really see like this team, you know, losing some randos by accident. It reminds me of I think it was the 2010 or 2012. I forget if it was a FIBA or an Olympic roster, but the one where they like had like Tyson Chandler and shit on it, and it that was, was like, no, that makes a lot of sense. That was the 2012 Olympic roster. Yeah, yeah. Which it, it was, was. It was so funny because that roster they like tried to copy the Dream Team roster down to a T by bringing Anthony Davis on, just because mm-hmm. like they had Christian Leitner on the Dream Team roster from college. No, no, so, like, that that one was 2008. That was no Anthony Davis was 2012. Oh no, that was 2012. Yeah. But yeah, but they did. That I'm trying to think because they had that a. He might have been on the 2010 FIBA team, but he was on the 2012 Olympic team. Yeah, they had a they had a college kid on the 2008 team too. I thought that was mm, I don't think so. Game team, or am I, I so. am I mistaken? Hold on. But yeah, they did they did do Anthony Davis on 2012. That's right, because that was right before his rookie year, and that was like the equivalent of Christian Leitner. But they also had like they had like Tyson Chandler, who like definitely was not like an all star. Yeah, I mean that team was that twenty twelve team was was great. Um, they were really good. I mean that was the one where Durant like made his first appearance as like one of the main players on the yeah, team yeah, and all yeah. that stuff yeah. too. Well, and Mello was just like it it was it was like the of course ideal Mello because FIBA Mello was always just like even better than he was in the NBA. Yeah. Um. So they did not no the tw- two thousand eighteen was Boozer Kid LeBron. Darren Williams, Michael Red, which is pretty funny. Uh, Dwayne Wade, Kobe, Dwight Howard, Bosch, Chris Paul, Tayshawn Prince, and Mello. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was a that was a fun roster. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's let's move to our next question. Yeah, I think we talked enough about FIBA. Until next time. Uh, all right. Uh, question from our buddy Zach ZMP three two three. If you could put. Another player's brain into RJ's body. Who would you choose? 
I have a very obvious answer to this. I'm curious if you think the same thing, Matt. I, what do you think? I also think I have, I mean, I don't know if this is the obvious answer, but I had, do you want to do a three, two, one and say it? Yeah, it'd be really right. fun to do the same, same answer. Okay, go ahead. All right. Three, two, one. Jimmy Butler. Oh, Jimmy um, Butler's good too. I think that, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I just think, I mean, he and Butler are almost even like built the same, like physical build wise. So you basically just, to me, that's like taking Butler's like, brain out of his like old body and putting it into a younger body say, being like here you go bud like I would here's, love here's a fresh butler's one. hair on rj <laughs> jimmy <laughs> butler's changing hair yeah it would be great put um, the, the dreadlocks on butler him. is butler's probably the better answer i was just thinking like paul george because like if you could just make rj play like paul george we wouldn't fucking need paul george yeah pretty much he has all the skill to do it he just doesn't I think in both cases, if you can make him play like Jimmy Butler too, you wouldn't need well, Paul George obviously. either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, look, and it, those are two of the best players of all time. So we're like really being a little glib about this, but but it said another player's brain, yeah. and that's the yeah. case. Those are two really good players. No, I'm just saying, like, if I'm saying like if you could just make RJ play like these two Hall of Famers, like yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I, but I think given his physical profile too, those those two make sense. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not like we didn't pick fucking LeBron. Yeah, or, or saying like like uh, fucking if you could throw a, a, a Joel Embiid's brain, right? Into yeah, right. That would, body be, would be terrible. Yeah, he's just like he's like, why are my arms not long enough anymore? <laughs> why can't I, I reach I, over? Would be worse than Joel Embiid, even though like the, the obviously the height difference would make that funny. Putting James Harden's brain into his body, like just a fat RJ. I mean, he already like <laughs> <laughs> RJ just shows up like with the bulging 30, belly 30 pounds oh, on no. his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, and yet then somehow loses it in like five seconds after the season. Yeah, or, right. Or or after the season starts it's or whatever. Like, um who Cameron was a baseball or basketball player that did that all the time too. Just like use the season to get in shape. I mean, Allen Iverson used to do that. I mean, he was, he was never like fat, but he used to. No, do that. right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaq used to do that, and then that I really. Shaq. I was yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah. what caught up to Shaq late in his career yeah. is that he kept yeah. showing up way out of shape, and it's like yeah. oh, you're like you're like 37 now, you heavier and heavier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you cannot show up this out of shape when you're like 37 yeah. years. Well, old. it was Shaq that I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I try to think. There was, I think, there was another player that was like that too. They used to like openly say, like, I don't really like work out during the off season. I just like show up and start playing ball again. I know that. Um, that Keith Hernandez says all the time on Mets broadcast that he like just spent the whole offseason smoking cigarettes and then like a week before spring training <laughs> work out a little bit. <laughs> it was just like back in shape. <laughs> that was a different era, man. Yeah, it was the 80s. It was good times. He just did a bunch of coke and then he was, you know, thin enough to play. Yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> the 80s sound like a crazy time to be alive for athletes, celebrities, everything. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move to our next question. This comes from Clyde Quickly. Uh, what similar vein, I guess. Uh, what star player's DNA, specifically which powers and strengths, is in quickly making him the one man Avenger that he is? Um, so I guess this is like mixing mixing medium of nerdy, yeah. nerdy crap with yeah. uh players. Um, after you just mercilessly shit on quickly and yeah, call him the worst player in the playoffs. Uh, what do you I think mean, about this? he kind of was. <laughs> no, he was pretty bad. He was, uh, it's uh, an unavoidable was, fact. I mean, I hope he does better, but it was an unavoidable yeah. fact. He was his, his, and well, I mean, you say it's an unavoidable fact. Some people avoided it. Oh, it's definitely trying to be avoided by people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it. uh, I feel like 
Um, I really, I want to stop making that joke though, because I feel like another group of people that I will not name uh, doing that all the time. So mm. I love all of our Strickland contributors. Um, I just don't understand where they're coming from on some of this, but you know, I respect our differences in opinion. Anyway, uh, what star players DNA? I mean, honestly, like the tenacity, probably Jimmy Butler. Not mm-hmm. that they like, at least on defense. Yeah. Well, and just the overall commitment to his craft, yeah. I feel like is yeah. Jimmy Butler esque. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the at least theoretical shooting, step back shooting, yeah. whatever creation ability. I would, I would say like if it reached its absolute apex, maybe like Lillard esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I think he's very far away from that at this yeah. particular moment. Well, I think we could also like the point is like the DNA is in him doesn't mean that like he you know is because I was thinking like you know if we're just like going way over the top and joking about it like oh it's Kobe but obviously yeah. he's never gonna get <laughs> he's never gonna get there. Um, defense maybe like Beverly or Smart. That's a good one. I think okay. I like Beverly. I feel like he plays defense more like Beverly than than Smart. I think. I th- mm, yes and no. I mean, he sort of doesn't do the two worst tendencies of both of those guys, which is like he plays like a cleaner version of those two. Yeah. He doesn't do the bullshit flopping like smart, right, well. but he also doesn't do the like fake macho tough guy bullshit that no, that's true. Does. Yeah. Like, I was just thinking like he never flops, which is yeah. why. Like, that's the first thing I think of when I think of Marcus Smart. The, those are like equally annoying offenses. Yeah. The, the macho shit versus the, the flopping. Like take your pick, they're both terrible. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good answer. Unless is there another skill of passing? I don't know. His passing isn't like otherworldly. It's it's good, but I don't yeah. think it's. Like, um, I'm not gonna be like he's like Steve Nash. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's pretty good DNA. I think we uh, we only picked out a bunch of all stars or like all right. yeah. players, so no big deal. I think we uh, I think we did this justice. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move to our next question. This comes from our buddy Schwinn. Who do you think is the most pretentious person in the strict court, and why is it James? It's obviously James. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, and, you know, James asked a question that we're not answering. Yeah. But I will say that in that question, which this just tickles me, he referred to the movie Les Samurai, which is, uh, you know, an old French film. And he spelled samurai wrong and it's just so good. I think the best part was he even edited the message and still spelled it wrong. Oh, I didn't notice that, but you know what I respect because I wouldn't have put it past him to just edit it and say, what are you talking about? Is when I called him on it, he just accepted that, that I got him. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, luckily there was a quick follow-up by Jax three, six, five, who said, following up on this question, if James is your first pick, who's your second pick? Now we got to get mean because now yeah. it's now well, okay, it's beyond right. the let's obvious. Do, let's do this. I think, and I'm not even saying that any patron would come to mind. We we love you all, but let's let's only keep it to staff members. Oh, obviously, I think that really was I think us. that was the I think that was the intention. No, it says in the strict court. So I know, so but I think the in, I think the intention was mostly among. Well, the reg- I I the point is we're not going to obviously. You know, okay, we love you all, everyone who pays us money. Um, okay, so who's the, the? Oh, it's Dallas. You think Dallas? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, Dallas has a lot of strong opinions about. Okay, stuff. Dallas, which I don't even know if this is pretension as much as that. And I'm sorry, I'm blowing up a spot here, but because I don't know how public this opinion is. But Dallas, 
thinks that movies are useless. I'm pretty sure he said that in the Discord. Or he might have. I, I don't. But he also could have just said it in Slack, you know, before we had the Discord. I don't know. But yeah. Dallas thinks that movies are useless because they don't. They only have two hours to tell a story, so TV can tell the story way better, which is just an insane opinion to hold. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I've I've watched. I've watched more movies than usual recently, and I'm like, I forgot how awesome movies can be compared to like TV shows. Yeah, they're they're pretty great. Yeah, um, plenty of great ways to tell a great story. In but two, also, two like, hours. yeah, and like, you don't need a whole TV season or series to tell. You can even tell a great story. A lot of movies, especially like during the '90s and stuff, were only like an hour and a half long. Yeah, and they were good. Yeah. Like, you know, like sometimes it would, you would be wanting for more, but sure. it would tell the story it wanted to, you know, and and um, get all the points across and everything. So, I mean, that's not a pretentious, that's just a, a stupid opinion, <laughs> not a pretentious opinion, but I mean, you know, Dallas would, would totally agree with us here. He's, he can be pretty hoity-toity. Um, is there anyone else that, that comes to mind? I can't really think of anyone. James just is so he head and shoulders above the competition. Yeah. Honestly, it's not even fair to Dallas to put him in a discussion with James. No, or really it's fair not. to James, honestly, yeah. <laughs> to put Dallas yeah. in a discussion with James. James, James is built different. Yeah. James built different. Um, by the way, James asked some like, why do you like Marvel movies questions? Yeah. You know, and it's like, James, we haven't talked about them in literally. I mean, I we're mean, going to talk about Marvel today. But, but only because we were asked to. We like, asked we, haven't, about it. Yeah. we haven't unprompted talked about that mm -hmm. shit in a while. Like, anyway. All right. Moving to our next question. This comes from Stacy Patton. <laughs> what will be higher this season? RJ's three point percentage or minutes per game? Oh, boy. Spicy. Um, was it high? See, like this is this is prep I should have done. What was, was his, it? His last? minutes per game was higher this past year. It was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Was it? Has it been? I know ever? that without even looking at it, but I'm gonna look at it anyway just to just to make sure. Uh, um, let me pull it up here. Okay. RJ Barrett. He had uh 33.9 minutes per game, 31 yeah. percent from three. Tough. He has only. Well, okay, so his rookie year, it was 30.4 and a 32, so that was close, but in favor of three-point percentage. Blew it out of the water his his second year when he shot 40% from three. Then narrow defeat. Ago, it, was, it was basically even. It was 34.5 and 34.2. No, narrow defeat. There's no, <laughs> you know, close only matters in horseshoes and hand grenades. And then it was just, it was just a, a route in – this past season, 31 yeah. and th almost 34 minutes a game. Um, I mean, okay, so I gotta, I gotta hope it's gonna be. I don't think he'll shoot as badly from three as as he did last year. Again, I think the shooting percentage will be higher but only because he'll because of the addition of DiVincenzo and everything yeah. he'll be playing yeah. closer to 30 minutes which is you know that's that's fine I I mean he should I, I don't really the fact is like RJ has not been good enough to be playing 34 minutes a game for a, a team that's going to make the playoffs yeah exactly Um. so you know yeah 30 minutes a game probably fine I do think he'll like get it back up to around thirty four percent though, and he's probably not going to play that many minutes a game. So, which thirty four percent still not great, but like less disastrous than thirty one. Yeah, I mean, if he could shoot thirty four, thirty five percent, and still get inside and draw fouls as so much as he does, that's fine. Yeah, like because Randall, Randall shot like thirty five percent this year, but like yeah, 
but he got so many that yeah yeah he got enough respect from there too eventually that like teams paid attention to him so like if rj can at least shoot like 35 percent like get the respect of teams out yeah. there then that that'll be a big you know a big boon for him i think yeah well uh, and I, he's just gonna take fewer shots probably too because he's gonna play a lot of his minutes yeah with well maybe not i don't know yeah yeah i i I don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah, with his this will be interesting. It's it's a weird. I'm honestly like I don't care, but I'm honestly shocked that this is the rotation they're going to the season with. It's just a, a kind of odd nine. I don't I don't think they're totally done yet. If I'm being honest, I just don't I, know what else they're gonna do before the season. I, I think they're gonna sign a, a actual like backup power forward because Tibbs is. Yeah, but where they're gonna go ten deep then? Like Tibbs doesn't want to go ten deep. Uh, Maybe I don't know. I mean, I think Tibbs would go ten deep if he felt like he had a team that he could with, and I I think they would just need to drill into him. Like, look, if we're going to give you a tenth player, you can't do the hockey shift thing. Right, right, right. yeah. You know, well, like that's, that's, that's the other thing. Yeah, that was the, the biggest thing. Was like Tibbs is like biggest like huge revelatory decision was essentially just taking away his one worst right. tactic. That right. He did. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like you can still survive with a ten man rotation if you yeah. have someone that's like a five to ten minute per game player in there. They don't all have to be like twenty minute per game guys. No, that's true. He just doesn't um, really seem interested in that. Like it, it feels like yeah. everyone has to play like oh we played sixteen minutes a game. Everyone has to play at least sixteen. No one can play less than sixteen minutes. Which, right. Like doesn't make any sense. You can have a fucking eight minute player. Exactly. Like if it was up to me, I keep bringing this guy's name up, but like and I, already, I think I already said him in the first part of the show too. But that was yesterday, so I don't remember. Um, like Jermichael Green, I would I would sign in like a second and just be yeah, like, here's, you here's know, today, yeah, yeah. Like he can go out there, he can shoot threes, he can rebound. He's a little bigger than you know, like Josh Hart or something. If you need that, like you know, play play him like eight minutes a game and play hard at the four for some stretches of the game as well, and and call that you know your strategy that way. That way, like you're ready for every scenario. So if there is a game where you feel like, oh, Jermichael Green is going to be better for us, like at least he's warm and he's played with the team, like in real game scenarios, and it's not just like yeah. throwing some fucking dude out there and being right. like, figure it out. Um, I think also they're going to have to, maybe not at the deadline, but like I know they're trying to wait around for the star trade, but they have to consolidate assets at some point. Yeah, and it's going to be the star trade, like whether that's yeah. this. Whether that's this offseason, the trade deadline, or next offseason. Next offseason, I feel like, is the hard the you hard. Out. That's what, yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Sorry. They can't wait until summer 2024 is put up or shut up. You've got, like, you just can't keep kicking the can down the road after that. Yeah, like, yeah, well, because then you're also, then it starts becoming like, well, now we have too many right. of the good number deals right. that normally are the building right. block, but now we don't have the smaller contract, right. like, because they've refused to draft anybody for the last two years. Which is like, fine. I'm fine with that. It's if fine. They consolidate it, within the it, next year. It, it's yeah. fine as long as they consolidate within the next right. year because if they don't, yeah. then it's like, all right, congrats, guys. Like now you don't have any small salaries to make these deals work. Like now you're gonna have to work some weird ass can you know calculations to make this work to include like both RJ and quickly or whatever, who now make a combined like forty-five million dollars or whatever. Um, you know, now it's gonna be a little harder to make this all work and and in general, just like not. What I'm worried about is that Giannis will not ask out next summer, but the summer after, and the Knicks just won't be able to wait for that. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It, like, there's nothing you can do about it. The timing just sucks. But like, you can't. Yeah. You just can't wait until 2025, hoping yeah. that Giannis asks out. 
Yeah, and I mean, hopefully, like, Giannis would, if he truly is, like, I think I'm going to want out of Milwaukee, he probably knows that by now anyway. And hopefully he just wouldn't drag his feet and would just be like... Yeah, I just don't know. But it depends, like, if it's the Knicks that he really wants to go to, he would have to just, like, firmly be like, this is where I want to go. Yeah, the, um, like, the problem is, like, what you want there, and they can do the, like, tampering, whatever, they do this shit all the time. You have to get, like, back-channel word to Giannis, like, hey... If this is where you want to be, you have to ask out now because like, yeah. we, we can't we can't wait until twenty five. Well, and if anyone can do that, it's Leon Rose because yes, yeah, Mister Fucking, you know, uh, Worldwide West is gonna like leave a freaking yeah. note in Giannis. World, Worldwide West is just gonna randomly it's gonna be like Worldwide West has been fired from the Knicks, and then like yeah. two months later, be like Worldwide West is back. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like he's fired from the Knicks. Giannis gonna hire him as like an agent, and then he'll just yeah. like. Giannis will fire him and he'll go right back to the mix. Yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, Worldwide West is working as a consultant for Giannis. And yeah, then right. Two months later, it's like, oh, Giannis fired him and now he's back with the Knicks. Oh, Giannis wants on the Knicks. Like, look at that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. That it is really funny though. Initially, like that was the plan for Worldwide West is he wasn't yeah. going to be on the books. Right. And I think they yeah. literally like the Knicks probably floated that by like the NBA front office. And they were just like, and, no. And they were like, fuck no. <laughs> like, yeah. you're hiring him. Like, if you're going to have fucking Leon Rose, you're going to hire him too. And he's on yeah. the books. You're, we're not right. going to deal with that. Like, that's. No, I do remember yeah. that. That was like yeah. the. When that article came out about them hiring Rose, like, the big thing was they're not hiring Wes. Well, and it was like, it was like, Worldwide West will, you know, closely consult right. Leon right. Rose as be, he does this, but will not, not be hired yeah. by the Knicks. Right. I, I like, guarantee. Adam Silver called up Dolan and was like, you cannot do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it was, it was essentially going to be their attempt to right. create a, a no tamper pass. Oh, for you sure. Know, I, they're I they're changing exactly part of, like you will never be charged for tampering. Yeah. I think that's um, exactly what they were up to, but yeah. unsurprisingly it didn't work because that's ridiculous. They <laughs> even yeah. were to try that. All right. Uh, let's, let's move to our next question though, since we've gone so far off the rails here, I don't know how the fuck we got that far off that. The initial question was RJ's three point percentage or minutes. Well, because we were talking about RJ's minutes and then we were, I said the rotation, you know, we started talking about the rotation and how they need a 10th guy. And then I, okay, I you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to actually explain it. That was a, like, that was just, I, mean, I was just I saying, just, you know, I was just saying shit. You don't need to mansplain this to me. Okay. All right, all like, right. calm down. All right. Calm First down. of all, what you watched Barbie one time and now I, you're <laughs> I actually haven't even watched it yet. Oh, it was, I saw the other night. It was really good. I, I hear that. I want to watch that and I want to watch Oppenheimer really fucking bad. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, which yeah. I really need to do soon because aren't all the showings in New York booked till like October? Well, and I want to see an IMAX. So, like, yeah, I'm that's not what I'm saying. going to not see an IMAX. Well, so the, the showings at the IMAX um, Lincoln Square, which has the um, which has the 70 millimeter film, mm -hmm. those are booked like literally until like October. Yeah. I can, unless I want to sit in the fucking front row, which is not worth it. Um, Zach said that's what he did for Barbie and it was not fun. Yeah, it's not. Well, Barbie, I just, I didn't see Barbie in like premium format. I just went mm -hmm. and saw it in a, a normal format. But, but Oppenheimer, I could probably. I can probably get tickets within the next week or two to see Oppenheimer and IMAX at like, you know, at the 34th Street Theater near me or whatever. But um, I do need to see it soon. And so do you, because our next pod is the movie pod. Mm -hmm. And everybody start thinking about your questions because we're doing, we're ranking Nolan movies and we have a twist on it this year, which I will not reveal yet, but it's going to be fun. The twist is, is that whoever's list is voted the worst is going to get strapped to Nolan's nuclear bomb that he secretly <laughs> made and didn't get to detonate for Oppenheimer, but we're going to detonate it. 
Yeah, that's that's what's happening. That's what's gonna happen. Can you? <laughs> we'll talk about this more on the the pod. I'm sure after we've all seen the movie, but it was ridiculous that he literally wanted to make an atomic bomb for that movie and set it off. <laughs> no, he was like, can I, he was like, can I just make a little one? Come on. Like, right. just let me make like a little one. I mean, I know the whole cold war was precipitated with 50 years of terror that a nuclear bomb is going to go off, but can I just like set a little one off? Can I just do one like in it's the desert again? I want authenticity. Yeah. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. <laughs> nobody will know. Don't <laughs> even bring it up. I, I probably I won't it. I won't radiation poison more than like twelve people I promise. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'll only make a small portion of the U.S. desert yeah. you know un, <laughs> unwalkable for a while. Oh, uh, anyway, all right, let's move to our next question. We're moving into a little bit of Mets talk here, the end of the sports talk. Uh, Duder Adam wants to know. This is the, I'm going to read this question as it was phrased. It was before the trade deadline, technically. Um, but it was funny. So now that the trade deadline has passed, please let Matt go off about Verlander being moved to the Braves. Uh, if he gets moved anywhere else, replace this question with, uh, got any gum. I refuse to uh, replace it with Stingy's got any gum yeah, question. Yeah. So let's just react to the Mets trade deadline in general. I freaking loved it. And honestly, you and I were talking about Verlander and like whether the Mets should trade him or not. And you were like, ah, I think they should keep him because then they're going to have to replace him next year. I, I was I'm honestly like at this point, if Cohen is fine just spending a gazillion dollars every year and then potentially even sending these guys off, paying basically their whole salary and just getting prospects back that give them the opportunity to potentially like trade for a bigger star at some point down the line. Like I was fine with this strategy. I thought they freaking killed it. They added two they added what like seven guys that'll probably be in their top twenty prospects now. Um, let's see. Gilbert, uh Clifford. Vargas, Hernandez, uh, Acuna, Jarvis, probably. And then, yeah, I think probably one of the guys they got for Escobar all the way back in May, whenever that was, is in yeah. their top 20. So, Crow. Um, so, that's seven. Did I miss any trades? Oh, the guy so. they got for Fan is probably – he's, like, a, not even in America yet. He's, he's 17 still in um, his home country, so – I don't know if he'll be ranked in their top 20, but he like has some upside too. Sick. Yeah. I mean, I think they crushed it. So I don't know. Do you feel, do you feel any different? I mean, obviously the season sucked, but I, well, yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a real amount of satisfaction out of finally seeing the Mets actually make the smart move and fire sale for once, rather than being like, let's just strap a rocket to this sinking ship and see <laughs> if it floats, you know, like it's. And look, sometimes that works. They did that in 2015 one. and they yeah, got the World Series. It worked once successfully. It was not going to fucking work this year. They are so no, 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 such no, a different no. situation they, this year. I totally, the 2015 team was a young and up and coming team yeah. that immediately fucking biffed it over the next few years because the Wilpons are idiots. But, you know, theoretically that team should have been good for a number of years. Um, this team is like full of, I mean, has a young-ish core but it's full of you know veterans. Like it wasn't going anywhere. This was the right decision. Um, so just quickly to give some background on why Adam even asked this question this way. Around he asked this question at eleven thirty this morning at like eleven a.m. There was a rumor that the Braves were trying to get Verlander, and I literally said in the baseball chat in Discord that I don't care who the Braves are willing to trade. If Verlander, if the Mets trade Verlander to the Braves, I will literally scream and probably die. So that's that's why I like I I can't imagine being any angrier than the Mets trading Verlander. Like I, they could literally. I don't care. I know it's this is ridiculous. I don't care if they traded back Ronald Acuna. 
I would be furious. Just <laughs> giving the Braves a player they wanted would make me so angry that I couldn't even like, I couldn't even think straight. But and just dealing in division—that's just so shitty in baseball. You don't. Well, do they, that. they dealt Robertson to the Marlins, which is less of a big deal. But, right, but the Marlins don't really count. They're but like, also it's like it's just a closer. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, the I mean, Marlins I would just, be, Marlins just exist. You know what I mean? They're they're that bad. and like I obviously would be angry if they dealt Robertson to the Braves. Like I just hate the Braves so much. I, yeah. I like. More than the Philly, I hate the Phillies the second most, but like I hate the Braves more than the Phillies. I, you know, I think I, I think I hate them in order. Uh, I might hate the Phillies slightly more. I think I would say Phillies, Phillies, Braves, like high, high up there, and then slight step down Nationals, and then yeah. like in the the Marlins in a, di- in a different them. country, the Marlins. Yeah. I don't give a shit about. I them. mean, the, the Marlins are only ever an annoying, but like yeah, in, in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, both years, the Marlins just like are a big reason why the Mets blew it, but that's really on the Mets. Like I'm not going to, the Marlins were just irritating. Um, yeah. yeah. The Nats, like the only thing about the Nats is like, it was like a three year period, 2015 to 2017, where like the Nats were the most, the worst rival. So like, they're clearly a heavy step down because otherwise they have not been relevant to, to what the Mets are doing. Yeah. Um, it's obviously Phillies Braves at the top. I just still have the Braves over the Phillies. I uh, think, you know what one player by himself makes the Phillies higher for me? I don't legacy player, not someone who's currently active. Oh, um, Rollins. No, close. Utley. Chase Chase Utley. Utley yeah, Utley. I fucking hate that guy. I actually like Jimmy Rollins. I don't mind him. Um, Rollins is fine. I despise yeah. Chase Utley. Chase Utley is the, he broke Ruben Hunt's leg. I know he wasn't yeah. on the Phillies anymore, but he but he broke it, Ruben Hunt's leg. It really annoys me that he's made two really funny. Always sunny uh cameos now. He is really funny and always sunny though. He's both times has been hilarious yeah. and it yeah. makes me so angry because I'm like, I hate you. It was such a burning passion. I don't I even know. want to laugh at this. I know it's but it's, it is really funny. I, I just can't stand that he's put up as like this. Oh, he plays again the right way. He fucking broke no, a player's was, leg in the playoffs. Yeah. He was literally like a fucking scumbag. Absolute mm-hmm. scumbag. And that's like, not the first time he did shit like that. I don't know. No. No, he did that stuff all the time. He was always trying to like look for shortcuts, to, like run into people and like fuck people up and whatever. That's, I if he if he were not white, people would not say that shit about him. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I didn't actually answer the question. Um, <laughs> I am thrilled. I did not want to trade Verlander, as you know, Alex. Um, mm-hmm. But if they were going to do it, getting a top fifty prospect and another top 100 prospect who's like fucking rocketing up the top 50 and might be in the top i mean rocketing up the charts and might be in the top 50 by the time spring comes around um pretty hard to complain i mean that's basically what i said when i was i don't know if i told you this but like when i talked to other people about trading verlander i said like look if they get an offer they can't turn down i think obviously you have to trade him i just think it's very risky because like you mentioned, they now have to replace his innings next year and Scherzer's innings and Carrasco's innings. Not that Carrasco's innings are very good, but like those are innings that do need to be replaced by someone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, my thought was that I wasn't sure as much as money as Steve Cohen's willing to spend, I wasn't sure if he was going to want to spend money on Scherzer and Verlander to play elsewhere while also spending money on good enough pitchers to like replace them in kind. But my thought is if they did this, that probably is their intention. I don't. I don't give a shit what Epler is saying to the media or what he told Scherzer to get him to waive his no trade clause. Like, come on. He had to get Scherzer to waive his no trade clause. Of course, he's going to say whatever the hell he needs to say to him to get him to waive it. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, if he thought he had to tell Scherzer they wouldn't be good again until 2045, that's what he would have told him. He wanted to trade him. And I'm sure he told Verlander the same thing. He told Max, 
oh, we might not be good until 2026 because that's right after Scherzer's contract ends. So, mm-hmm. of course, Scherzer <laughs> wouldn't want to be on the team when, <laughs> when that happens. Um, same thing with Ber- like Berlander's. Scherzer's contract is up after next year. But so he said 25 or 26. I guarantee he said to Berlander, yeah, you know, I told Max 25, but it really might be more like 26, Justin. Oh, you're not going to be on the team in 26. You're like, <laughs> you know, it's – I don't believe anything he's saying, which not in a bad way, but number one, like David Stearns is going to be the his boss next year. And number two – he it doesn't really matter what he says, it matters what the Mets do. And the fact is they've been saying since Steve Cohen took over that they're gonna be conservative and like try to just like strike when necessary in free agency, and then they go do crazy shit. So why is anyone listening now? Mm-hmm. They say this all the time, probably number one, to get other owners off Steve Cohen's back, and number two, to like not reveal their strategy. But I am pretty confident that they're gonna sign. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who's like the best pitcher in Japan and coming over this year. They're going to, Cohen's going to try to give Otani $700 million. He might not take it. He might take less money from the Dodgers. Nothing you can do if that happens. They're probably going to sign someone like Blake Snell. I would like Jordan Montgomery, who's like a really solid mid rotation pitcher. You sign those three guys, sign a left fielder, sign a DH. That team's going to be good again next year. Like maybe won't be a 100 win team, but I don't care. Like just, you know. Just be good again. Just be good again. And they probably will. So, like, yeah. yeah, this was, I mean, they they went from having, like, legitimately a bottom five farm system to now possibly a top ten farm system in a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think anyone can complain about this. I Yeah, it sucks that this happened this way. Obviously, I wish that, like, Scherzer and Berlander were pitching in the playoffs in October for the Mets. They're going to be pitching in the playoffs in October for other teams instead. That's unfortunate. But we can't do anything about that. So like given the situation, you know, this is what you were saying about Bomber before. And you like hinted at this being the opposite of what Cohen did, which is right. Like Cohen recognized or Epler, whoever did it at the point, but Cohen agreed to go this way, recognized this wasn't working. There was, this team was not going to be good. Like how is the team going to be good next year if they didn't trade these guys? Yeah. Uh, and like, I, they'd have too much too much money and everything right. tied like, up to then make like like you can't really then make an offer for like Otani next year. Well, you or, can, like, but like you can else. only make an offer for Otani. Yeah, pretty have, much. If you have like it's not even about the money as much as the actual players. If you have Berliner and Scherzer still on this team, you can't sign Otani and Yamamoto. Yeah, and then like Scherzer was straight up like butt cheeks already, and yeah, he, he was clearly he's toast. And, and Ver, Verlander was showing. Showing signs early in the season that maybe he was yeah. headed that direction and then yeah. corrected course, but he's showing that he's mortal at this point, too. So, like, yeah, if you can get off them and you know, they paid for all the rest of their salary this year, and like it seems like about half their salary for next year, roughly. For Scherzer, they paid like what they did for Scherzer was like two thirds each of the next two years, yeah. And for Verlander, they did half, 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 something like that. I don't know, it's very confusing, but. So either way, I mean, like money wise, cool. Yeah. You know, they're, they're paying a lot, but like not so much that they can't go like spend money on other players. Right. Well, and and like, it doesn't um, count against their like luxury tax that way either. It, it does. The money they sell oh, them does count against it. But oh, okay. Ken Rosenthal had an article after they traded Scherzer, and this just goes double for training Verlander. That the, Cohen's actually saving money because he owes so much luxury tax money by like, even though he's still spending, paying them to be on other teams. Because he's not paying their full salaries, he's saving money by, do, by doing this. Yeah. So there you um, go. So, but the, the big thing for me is again, like, not as much the money as when I didn't think about it this way when I was saying trading Verlander. 
as the players themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, if Scherzer's going to be like a four, four and a half ERA guy, but being like, but you can't replace him next year. He's going to be on the team still. So then you're just stuck with him like as a number five caliber starter, but they're treating him like a number two. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now like they're off the team. Okay. They're paying them. Cohen doesn't give a shit about that money. Yeah. Now at least they're out of sight, out of mind, not right. having to deal I with. Mean, he's been like, saying he considers that money already spent. And like, I believe that because he doesn't care. Like yeah. he really does not care about this money. He's like, I spent, I signed them. I signed Berlander to an 86, well, really like $115 million contract and Scherzer to $130 million contract. Well, that money's gone. So any money I'm getting back from the Rangers and Astros is money that I now came like showed up out of nowhere. In his mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So <laughs> I have to just be, well, yeah, this will, I guess, close out the Mets segment, but I have to, I have to note, uh, number one greatest part of this trade is that the the Mets got Drew Gilbert, whose Twitter is apparently Gilly Goo Bear. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, I love his, that. His Twitter that. name is Gilly Goo Bear. I learned that while I was just looking at all of them on on the top prospects while you were talking. I also <laughs> love that um, Clifford. I don't know if you saw this, but but Ryan Clifford changed his his Instagram profile picture like within seconds of the. <laughs> Nice of the of the trade, not even the trade being announced, but of like the trade breaking. Whenever like whoever had it first already changed the bets. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, fuck this, I'm a Met now. Let's fucking <laughs> like, go, baby." Yeah. What was uh, which one of them? It was one of the. It was either Clifford or um or Gilly Goober that got called uh uh Logan right by the oh player. no it was it was Logan Gilbert because Logan Gilbert's a there is a player named Logan Gilbert so Bob yeah. Nightingale who is <laughs> called the biggest the biggest boob. <laughs> like of all time, constantly makes mistakes. We were joking all day in in baseball chat in the Discord, which by the you could have been a part of if you pay six dollars a month to, to the Patreon. Um, it was a very lively baseball chat today on the trade deadline day. Um, we were joking in baseball chat all day that like, anytime Bob tweeted something, it was just wrong. And yeah, he tweeted about Logan Gilbert, who is like not Drew Gilbert. He's fully a major league player that's not on the Astros. Um, and. He also like did the math wrong on the Verlander number. He was like the Mets are paying fifty four million, which means the Astros owe twenty nine million. But that's not the Astros owe thirty nine million. So he just he just did the math wrong. He like he's wrong about shit all the time, which is very funny. And he his profile picture on Twitter, if you don't know who this is, it's like he's like he's probably like seventy, but his profile picture on Twitter is like twenty years old, and it's like the grainiest. <laughs> photo of all time big, big time German energy yeah it's 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 so good so anyway um I love this deadline I honestly a um I it's not an a plus because like you know I don't know I probably I think I wish ideally the Verlander was traded the Orioles because they have better prospects so the Mets would have gotten a better haul even that but you know I'm quibbling yeah yeah, I think it was a uh, a very successful trade deadline for yeah. the Mets. Uh, this brings us to another question, though, uh, that loosely involves the Mets here. Uh, Jax365, and this is our bridge into nerd chat. Uh, Jax365 wants to know, what's the biggest disappointment? Secret Invasion, the 2023 Mets season, or the 2023 Yankees season? I think, unfortunately, thanks to it being the biggest budget, it has to be, it's the biggest budget blockbuster, therefore the biggest flop is the Mets season. I mean, it's actually, you'd be shocked to know that Secret Invasion's budget is close. Yeah, it's probably pretty close. Yeah, Which is insane. Yeah. Um, but, so, I mean, here's the thing. By 
expectation let's, versus. Let's, let's, I was going to say, let's just mostly keep this, to, just keep it to Yankees Mets for now because I'm about to tee you up for Secret Invasion. Well, I was going to answer Secret Invasion, and here's yeah. why, and I won't explain anything about Secret Invasion yet, but, yeah. but the reason I'm picking Secret Invasion is because even though the Mets flopped ass real hard, um, they did cut their losses when they needed to. <laughs> And Secret and, Invasion. And Secret Invasion just got worse. Yeah. That finale, and I know you haven't watched it yet, so you're, this is what you're in, in store for. The finale of Secret Invasion is one of the worst things I've ever watched. I, like, barely got through it. It was, oh, God. It was terrible. Oh. It, it had, and he would totally cop to this, G-Baked is, he loves, like, he he is, he really, you know, always is very positive about this stuff, which is great. I wish I could be as positive as he is about, like, Marvel and Star Wars shit. And he came out of Secret Invasion finale being like, that was shit. That was awful. What the fuck? So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> they finally <laughs> broke. Yeah, G-Bake pissed off. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for the same reason I made that point about the Mets, there's an argument that the Yankee season is worse because they are not going to make the playoffs. And what did they do? That's true. That's true. In the end, I guess, like, if you consider what they accomplished or didn't. I mean, the Yankees literally didn't do anything at the deadline. Yeah. So yeah, I know this Met season has been suck, sucky, has been suck, has been suck, has been sucky. It's going to be suckier probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the suckiest thing would be if they go on a run now, which seems yeah. impossible with the pitchers they have left, but you know, you never know, I guess. Um, I mean, no, if they go on a run now, now it's just kind of like, well, the problem pure- is they're not going to make the playoffs. So like, what yeah, I whatever. Mean, it's like pure fun then, because it, it would mean that like all the young players and shit would, would I, be like fucking balling out. Yes, like, but what we need is for them to drop into the bottom six in the draft, because uh, then they're they don't get a pick penalty. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. You're yeah, such yeah, a baseball yeah. so nerd compared to the, me, so I didn't even their, know that. Never mind. Fuck that. I want them to lose all. Their yeah, yeah, they got a they got a they got a tank for their payroll <laughs> because their payroll so high. They get penalized ten spots in their pick. It happened this year too already. They have to go down from 22 to 32. So next year, they're going down 10 spots unless they have a top six pick. Ah, okay. Never mind. Tank away. Let's go. They got a tank. They got a tank. Fire up the tank. Yeah. Look, uh, Alonzo and Lindor. They need need some phantom injuries the rest of the year. Well, honestly, like, Alonzo looks fine now, but, like, McNeil has sucked. Yeah. He said shit all season about his wrists. Like, put him on the IL. Why is he playing? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, especially at this point now. Now the towel is thrown in. Base. Like, just do it. Let's see if yeah. Mark Madison plays second base. He can't. It's going to be awful. But guess what? We'll find out. Call up fucking uh, Mauricio. Well, they don't want to call him up. They don't think he's ready. But I don't um, care. It doesn't matter if he's ready. No, I agree. I, I think they should just call him up and find out. If <laughs> Let him take his lumps, up. man. The thing is, he's probably going to suck, which would be great because yeah. they got to lose. So. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking too much Mets on this. Yeah, one, sorry. We can move on. All right, let's move to the next question. This comes from Zan Rosen, VORP supremacist. Uh, our, our another buddy of ours that we've we got to hang, hang out with in person at one time at a show. Yeah, that was fun. Time. Uh, Zan wants to know why does Marvel suck now, and how bad was Secret Invasion? I want to stick to the first part first, having yeah. not watched Secret Invasion yet, because we could debate that first if Marvel sucks now or not. And then I'll throw it to you, and I'll take my earbud out well, so that I don't hear do Secret Invasion stuff. Let me answer this half first. Yeah, that way you can we can talk about this, and then when we're going to move on Secret Invasion, then that way you don't have to miss my. That's true because there's another question right after this. I'll just ask right now. Jackson yeah. sixty five also wants to know which part of Secret Invasion made you the most angry. So we'll get into that in a sec, and I'll literally just let you monologue for a second. Once I hear you're not talking anymore, I'll jump back in. Sounds good. Um, but like, 
why does Marvel suck? I don't I don't know that Marvel sucks now. I think that they're just sort of like they've had their hits and misses since Endgame, and I think that they're sort of they have a fan base that is sort of chasing the high of Endgame still, and what that yeah represented and how fucking epic like Infinity War and Endgame were and all that shit. Um, I also think that they've had a real hard time establishing a big bad this time around, which the first time around they they had such a they did such a great job of setting up minor big bads that then led into yeah. bigger big bads. You know, yeah. like it was like Loki was the first like minor big bad, but then he led into the the real big bad of Thanos, and then yeah. like you even had Ultron in there, which was a good like one off. You know, it just feels like those have not well, been. You know, it was more than that, and I'll, I'll let you keep going. I just want to yeah. interject this one brief thing before you finish. Mm-hmm. The Infinity Stones mm-hmm. showing up, starting in Captain America, the first Captain yeah. America movie, mm-hmm. even though they didn't call them as that until after. I think they really didn't even refer to them that way until maybe Thor: The Dark World. But yeah, the the Infinity Stones being there from the beginning, even though you didn't see Thanos until briefly in the first Avengers movie, like was a better connective tissue in this multiverse shit. Yeah, because that's the other thing is like infinity stones are like tangible objects right. that you can like point back to and be like, I remember when that showed up. Whereas like the multiverse stuff, it's sort of like they're obviously laying the foundation for a crazy giant multiverse uh, confrontation with Kang in those movies, but you know, in the Avengers movies that will eventually be coming. But like the just being like, oh, all these multiverses exist. It's not the same feeling of being like, oh, fuck. I remember when that stone showed up in fucking Thor and that movie kind of sucked, but I want to go back and watch it now again and see the the reality stone in that again, you know, like, because that was fucking crazy yeah. uh, that they that they planted that seed so far in advance. Well, look Whereas, at what they did with Endgame. Yeah. Endgame, the, the second act of Endgame is them literally returning to the old movies yep. just to show you how tied together everything was. Yeah, and how many movies everything showed up right. in, and like, yeah. and them even being like, oh wait, we've seen all these things, but here's like three connective points right. that we can right. go back to where they're at least all in the same general vicinity, you know, which then also considers the scope of the movie or all the movies, which is like crazy to think about too. But yeah, that that's sort of their biggest issue right now. And also, like, I am glad that like since Iger came back to Disney, that they're going to a more quality over quantity approach. Um, cause I was mostly enjoying all the Disney plus shows and stuff, but it did start to feel like a bit much. And now we're finally seeing like, at first I thought everything was still quality yeah. for a while. Like, you know, like, like WandaVision, whatever you think about the plot and stuff, like yeah. the, the visuals were top notch, like Falcon and the winter soldier. They did a good job of like sort of spreading the CGI budget out doing a lot of practical effects and stuff like that looked cool. Um, similar to like winter soldier or something like that. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier to be clear. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then uh like you know, like like most of the shows were looking pretty good. And then all of a sudden the last like year or so, like I love She Hulk, but like the CGI seemed like it was taking a step back. Like a lot of well, people. The problem is it was like the main character was a CGI character and she was mostly in She Hulk form. Exactly. So that that like scaled yeah. down the CGI there, and then like even you see it, you know, uh, look, I I think I thought the Ant-Man was better than most people think, but like a lot of people rightfully harped on like, I'm with you. I liked it better than a lot of people did. Yeah. But like a lot of people were like, the Oh, like, like, like visual wise, it was not nearly as impressive as Marvel movies used to be. And it's, it's like, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like they're clearly spreading their VFX studios too thin 
and it finally started to sort of this is the year that it all has kind of like come to a head um but yeah i think they i think they were just trying to tell too many stories too fast in an effort to build this giganto multiverse and this giganto avengers team that they want for the next avengers movie also avengers right now we have no fucking idea who's on the avengers right now. right but that's because like they haven't had them like assemble in a while you know what i mean but they're obviously building towards an eventual grand assembling of all these heroes but i also think another big part of the franchise in general struggling is chadwick boseman dying honestly like 100 which is the, the, the yeah. dude who's going to be the fucking pillar like him and tom holland were going to be the pillars like going forward and i think that when he died that left him really scrambling of like fuck 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 yeah fuck. i mean like, Cooper like, to... had written the whole he'd wrote, written the whole movie yeah. um black panther 2 and it was still uh namor was still going to be the villain but like mm-hmm. it was a totally different story and yeah. it it's just you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, obviously I mean, very sad in general, but like yeah. it sucks for this specifically. Yeah. I was gonna say, I guess lastly, the the last thing that I'll say about why Marvel has been kind of sucking lately, it really fucking sucks when you introduce these like kind of cool, kind of compelling characters, and then these fucking actors are getting accused of domestic violence and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Like they now have two of their I mean, Namor, the actor who plays Namor and yeah. uh um whose name is escaping me at this it's, it's um Tano Schwerta. yes um and and fucking uh jonathan majors both yeah. facing yeah. you know pretty heavy fucking allegations and i the hate the like oh well they couldn't have known uh okay first of all i i think just putting art and artist separately for a second jonathan majors is an amazing actor mm-hmm. but there have been stories going around for years, apparently, about him being a fucking asshole lunatic. Yeah, even if not like an abuser, like just right. like so, a like, dick. <laughs> right. At least maybe wonder about that if like everybody fucking hates working with him, except apparently Michael B. Jordan loved working with him. And look, I love Michael B. Jordan. He can do no wrong. But you know, yeah. some obviously not everyone gets the same like view of a person. And um, Creed 3 was really good. I did just and Creed 3 was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um and same thing with Huerta, though. Apparently, that was out there, like that he had he had abused this woman, and th- they didn't find that. I mean, like they didn't look hard. They didn't find that because they didn't want to find that. It's just yeah. which because also Namor was he, Huerta also a great actor. Namor was fucking excellent. He was probably the best part of that movie, mm-hmm. and which was really good. I love Wakanda Forever, but yeah, it's just. And by the way, no one said shit about Huerta, so he's probably just coming right back as Namor. I think they're just going to hope that gets swept under the rug. But I think also they're going to hope that that Majors gets swept under the rug and they can just keep having to be Kang, which is yeah. Important. I mean, they're like, they're what they're doing at this point. Yeah, I'm sure their biggest hope with with Majors, unfortunately, is just that they settle out of court and he pays well, this I mean, person off, and that's it. And then Loki, they just pretend that it never two. happened. I don't know. Did you see the trailer for Loki season two? I just I just heard that that Jonathan Majors is like all fucking over it. Well, you see a statue with his face on. You only see him in person once, but yeah. you see a statue with his face on it. Like he's obviously in the season, which they filmed it before this came out. Not much they can do. Like they can't, they can't fucking take him out of that story. Unfortunately, there's really mm-hmm. nothing they can do about that. But um, his trial or his arraignment maybe is in August. Something's happening with this case in August because his trial would be too soon. His mm-hmm. something's happening with this case in August, and Loki's coming out in October. From what I've read, they're just like crossing their fingers that he'll be exonerated in August, and you know through this evidence they're going to present at this hearing, 
and they can just say, oh, we don't have to recast him, which is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Because, again, even if he didn't do this, which, honestly, maybe he didn't. It would be, I always come from a place of, like, we need to believe the women. But it seems like, in this case, it is possible that he didn't do it. And we'll find out. But if he didn't, he still seems like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're just hoping that he swept this under the rug. Like, they can sweep this under the rug. And, and it's it's kind of hard coming from... They really did have... Like, Marvel really lucked out that all the people that they had all the way through Endgame, pretty squeaky clean. Yeah. Like, Robert Downey Jr. had his demons in the past or whatever, but, like, clearly was past them. And, like, Iron Man was, like, his real-life redemption story, too, of, like, really, like, resuscitating his career yeah. and everything. And then, like, every other person, like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, they're all just, yeah. like, eat clean, fucking family men, like, fucking social activists, like, all in all, like, good dudes, like, every single one of them. You know, is ne- never had a fucking problem, yeah. at, at least that I can recall. And then now to yeah, go to like where it's like, uh, fuck. yeah, like now to even just having the smallest bit of question, it's such a slippery slope when you're talking about like people that are in movies that we enjoy, but that are also yeah. like aimed towards kids, where you're right. gonna eventually yeah. have kids potentially treating these guys as role models and shit. Like it's it's a little tough. It's time yeah. to sort of reconcile that, even if they ultimately get found like not guilty of things or whatever. If there's still stuff out there that they're like huge assholes or whatever, right. it's kind of or like you can be found not guilty. And this, and I, I want to be clear because I don't want anyone to think what I was saying before about majors is like, well, you know, sometimes that's I'm not saying sometimes women lie. Like the statistics, even if you want to like go to statistics show that women do not report. Like you should assume in every case that the woman is telling the truth because it is very hard to go report a rape and. and and you know or an assault whatever and like seek justice for it. it's not fucking easy so mm-hmm. that said sometimes they will like they might find that the evidence doesn't support her claim in this case which doesn't actually mean that he didn't do it by the way it mm-hmm. just means that they couldn't prove it and it would be especially fucked up if marvel's just like well i couldn't prove it too bad um but that seems like what they're hoping for yeah yeah and i mean like think about like yeah, the, the U.S. justice system is far from perfect. Yeah. Fucking, right. you know, according to the eyes of the U.S. justice system, O.J. Simpson was not guilty too. But right. <laughs> yeah. fucking, oh, that's, that's right. yeah. So, <laughs> like, you know, again, I just want to be clear about that before I move on to answering this question. Like, it is, it is a nightmare for women to like seek retribution for sexual assault, for physical assault, whatever. So, like, yeah, you know. Anyway, that's Thanks. that's heavy shit. So she's trying to do this. Like, yeah. you know, we should come from a place in, until we know for sure it's not true. We should come from a place of assuming she probably probably happened. Yeah. Um, and Marvel should too. So it's really fucked up that they're not. Anyway. Um, Especially, uh, okay, last thing, last thing. Especially yeah. considering how relatively early they are in the process yeah. and how they could so easily terminate his contract for like breach of like, yeah. I am positive there has to be a morality clause in there of some sort. Like they already recast, like they recast Rhodey. Right. Nobody said shit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like especially if there's like a good reason to do it. Yeah. And you recast the role. Who fucking cares? Or like, they recast Hulk, obviously too. At the, yeah. Around and, the same and time. And it was like, totally fine. Totally yeah. fine. And they're yeah. so early in the process at this point too. We've seen Kang twice. twice. We're gonna have seen him three times because he'll be in Loki season two. We saw Kang yeah. in one episode of Loki season one. Yeah. And we saw Kang in Quantumania. And we're gonna see him one more time. Yep. Yeah. Nobody like. It's not like they've already done 
um, Kang Dynasty, and this is happening between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Yeah, but like people, which, still, which they'll probably film at the same time anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But like people, but, although maybe not because it's different directors. But yeah. anyway, um, people will get over it. Like the yeah. the this seems like a not putting aside this trial or this case rather. This seems like a not good person. So yeah. they probably should not. Move you know, let him get away with that. Um, anyway, so anyway, all right. Question: I haven't you, even answered. The you talk question. about secret invasion. Well, I haven't no. answered the normal question yet. Oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> we got very sidetracked. Um, so, I think you're right. Obviously, about everything you said, they've been spread too thin. That's that's a big one. Like, I haven't had as many issues as people have until secret invasion, which I freaking hated. Um, but I think they're just spread too thin, and like. You know, Feige's not as in control as he used to be because there's too much shit going on. Um, I think the biggest thing actually is, and we were kind of hinting at this before, there hasn't been an Avengers movie in uh, four years now. And it'll be at least six or seven years before they're, you know, between Avengers movies, which when they first decided, announced they were doing it this way, I was like, great idea. You know, let's take a break from the Avengers. There was a real ending in Endgame. But in retrospect, it was a huge mistake because... We had Shang-Chi come out in 2021. We haven't seen him one fucking time since then. Mm-hmm. We have It feels seen... like an eternity it because, feels of, like the, forever. Be, because yeah. of the sheer volume of stuff yeah. that's come out between now and then. It feels yeah. like it's been fucking forever since yeah. the movie came out. Um, we haven't seen... I mean, we're about to see Captain Marvel again in November. Other than briefly seeing her in Miss Marvel, we haven't seen her since 2019. We, haven't, we saw Doctor Strange in 21. When are we going to see Doctor Strange again? I have no fucking idea. Um, when are we going to see Wanda again? She's probably alive. I have no idea when we're going to see Wanda again. Um, we had, you know, we're going to finally get the Black Widow characters back in Thunderbolts, but that movie came out in 21. We haven't seen them forever. The Eternals, they're probably hoping we just forget those exist, but like, you know, we're going to at least see some of them again. The point is like having the Avengers movies every three years in phase three made it, you always knew that you were going to see these characters that you cared about pretty often between I think okay hold on I'm pretty sure that Chris Evans appeared in a Marvel movie every year between first Avenger and Endgame 2011 he was in first Avenger 2012 he was in Avengers 2013 he cameoed in in Dark World Mm -hmm. 14 was Winter Soldier 15 was Ultron 16 Civil War 17 he came out on Homecoming 18 Infinity War, 19 Endgame. He was in a movie every year from 2011 to 2019. Mm-hmm. And that's why people felt connected to Captain America. Do with Iron Man. 2008, Iron Man. 2010, Iron Man 2. Even, 2012. Even, yeah. Even Avengers. just the smaller connective tissues, yeah. like when they had right. when they had Coulson showing up or Fury showing yeah. up, you know, in like every other movie for a while. We hadn't like, seen Fury since since 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Until yeah. now. Until Which I didn't even realize, but I think that's true. I don't yeah. think we saw Fury. I don't think we'd seen Fury since 2019. Did he show up briefly in uh oh he was in fucking um uh da 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 um oh no no he wasn't no what I was, was thinking that? of I was thinking of um well actually okay I guess technically speaking it, it was still 2019 but he came up he came in uh yeah, but um, that was I, I was mixing that up with No Way Home for a second. Yeah, yeah, and then right. I was like, wait, no, that was that was far from home. Oh, but actually, there's another good one. When are we going to see Spider Man again? 
Oh, that's who fucking knows. Because so didn't didn't they set the date already? Though they and, set the no. It seemed like they were going to, but then they they haven't actually yet. But the point is, like, we haven't seen, we're not seeing these characters often enough. You know, like the just to quickly finish my point about Iron Man, same thing. 2008, 2010, 2012, 2013 is an Iron Man three. Twenty, it wasn't anything. Twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, Ultron, sixteen Civil War, seventeen Homecoming, eighteen Infinity War, nineteen Endgame. That is every every year from 2015 to 2019 and every other year before that. Like, he's showing up all the time. Thor is pretty similar, honestly. Pretty much every other year you'd see Thor in a movie from when mm-hmm. 11, 12, 13, 15, 17, 18, 19. Like, you, you see these guys so many times. And now, again, we saw Shang-Chi, who was supposed to be like a big Avenger, once in 2021. They haven't mentioned his name since then. Yeah. He, it's two he, years later. And we don't know when we're going to see him again. Did he briefly make a cameo in another no. one of the shows or movies? No, nope. nope, we haven't seen him. They haven't even yeah. said his name. Yeah. They haven't even said yeah, his that, name. Yeah, that's and pretty crazy. Which, right which is... Strike, Simu Liu gave an interview where he said he's pretty sure the next time he's showing up is in Kang Dynasty because he thinks Shang-Chi 2 is coming out after Kang Dynasty. We don't crazy. know when Kang Dynasty is coming out. Yeah. Well, and it's especially crazy because, like, if you think about, like... Yeah, man, that's just that's just so long to go in between. And I guess that's another shortcoming of this particular phase is that it because they've now switched everything into the fantastical worlds and the multiverse yeah. and all that stuff, everything is happening in places that nobody else can even know exist, right? right. Except for right. the characters in the movies. So it's yeah. not even like although they still to this day, and I'm convinced that they're just going to multiverse write this off. They still have not referenced in any other movie other than like a brief thing in She-Hulk. I think the fucking uh, the the fucking, oh the Tiamat, the the Eternal, the yeah. Eternal popping we out of the fucking ground about yeah. about the Eternal. We have yeah. I there are rumors that that is a main part of the plot of Thunderbolts, but we don't know because we you know they haven't even filmed Thunderbolts yet. So yeah, and then yeah, it's just like. But you know, like like Shang Chi's whole thing happened in a world that only he was able to like solve a fucking puzzle to find right. a way to get to. Yeah. yeah, you know, and so like that's where his whole story happened. So you know, there can't even be a reference. Like there used to always be like 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 the shield references to like oh yeah, I remember what happened in the fucking desert? Yeah, you know, like about Thor or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just little Easter well, eggs that keep you like oh this is all connected. That's the other thing. The post credit scenes don't get resolved. Yeah. The, the Thor Love and Thunder post-credit scene was Hercules. When the fuck are we seeing Hercules again? Not till the next Thor movie, which who knows when the fuck that's That might never happen. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth fucking quit acting. He's probably mm-hmm. going to come back and do the Avengers movies, but I don't know if we're getting a Thor 5. So, like, when are we going to see Hercules again? Um, the Eternals post-credits with Harry Styles as, as freaking um, Star Fox. Might never see him again. That was a total waste. They followed up on every post credit scene from phases one to three, except the one from Incredible Hulk with the leader, but that's coming back finally mm-hmm. in uh, Captain America Brave New World. So like, but meanwhile, so many of these things, they don't follow up on. And the other thing is, this is my last point, then I'll move on to Secret Invasion. The other thing is, the multiverse is different in every fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Which I know it's because of the multiverse, but like, the multiverse in No Way Home was, oh, only Spider-Man villains come here. We don't see any of their universes, just like Spider-Man villains and also their Spider-Man come here. Yeah. Okay. And then in Doctor Strange, it was 
all these other universes which are very similar to ours but slightly different. But then in Ant-Man, the multiverse was, well, the quantum realm. And then also, by the way, this technically started in Endgame because really the time traveling was kind of to different multiverses in a way. But that's, you know, just on the same timeline. And then Loki talks about the sacred timeline, which you can't get off of until they killed He Who Remains. And now, the you know, they broke off and you had access to that. It's just like so different. It's so different in every in every movie because like one hand is not like doesn't know what the other one's up to. It seems like. Yeah, and then there's the issue too that they just there hasn't even been just these very simple like they didn't like Endgame for example the very simple explainer of like what are the rules like, yeah <laughs> what are the rules of the multiverse the problem like, is there aren't rules in the multiverse yeah. which I think they didn't really think about the fact that like that makes it feel like there are no stakes which and, I kind of hated that argument but. On the other hand, I see the point. Because yeah, I'm starting to see it more. And there's also even just like even the small things that they can't even like bring themselves to rib themselves about. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do the Spider-Men all look different, but the Doctor Stranges all look right. the same? But they have the like, same name. Yeah, yeah, they're all Peter Parkers, but they're different ages for some reason. All Peter Parkers, but they're all different. I, I can understand the different ages, I guess, but like they're all clearly a different person. Well, and here's like, the other issue with that. Like, the answer to everything is, oh, well, the multiverse. Because the answer to that is, oh, well, you know, if there's infinite universe, there's obviously a universe in which Peter Parker actually looks like Tobey Maguire. Right. But, like, but then, that's fucking stupid. But then there's also all this, all these different things, too, where it's like, okay, so, but, like, all the Doctor Stranges. That right. Just immediately, he goes all, to another Earth where he looks exactly the same. He looks exactly the same. And all, the people, else. all the people from his life look exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. And like, yet... And yet we're talking about also in fucking like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. He had a fucking like 90 year old Aunt May right. and a fucking yeah. ancient ass yeah. Uncle Ben. And, yeah. you know, fucking so, Tom Holland has Marissa Tomei. Yeah, so like, like you're looking fuck? at like or even the Andrew Garfield one. Same thing. Like Sally Field is like a 60 year old Aunt May. Yeah. But like yeah. They, you. so the argument is, well, you know, it's just like. A butterfly flapping its wings differently and things change. So like now Aunt May was born 30 years earlier and so and Peter was born 20 years. But like again, that makes no fucking sense compared to the fact that so the whole conceit in Doctor Strange is that Ultimate Madness, obviously, not the original Doctor Strange, is that America has no control over power, so they're going to a random universe and they conveniently go to one where everyone looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. But Doctor Strange wore a blue cape instead, and also like Professor X is this. Yeah, and well, that's, and, that's and, the and Professor X even looks the same, right? right. As well, he in X Men universe because yeah. there's no Professor X in the in the normal universe. And then, so, like, and then there's, and then eventually there's going to be inevitably a whole thing now too, where it's going to be like, okay, and then also Mister Fantastic looks totally different, right? Because it's not going to be Krasinski. Yeah, so like, they clearly this, just did that. In as that universe, only Mister Fantastic and Professor X are different than they are in this universe because there's going to be a Professor X in this universe eventually too, but he's going to be a lot younger than Patrick Stewart, so. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is happening here? I don't know. It's th There needs to just be, like, a explain it to me like I'm five moment at some point yeah. to tie all this shit together. And I don't know. Where is it? There's no way to do that. There's just there no is. way to do that. They're, they've they've the, started digging their hole a little too deep at this the point. The answer to the multiverse is anything can happen, which means nothing interesting can happen. And yeah. I really didn't feel this way when, yeah. when they started doing this. But, like, in retrospect, they fucked up real bad. The answer eventually... Well, so the first thing is they need to just kind of like like cut this timeline down a little bit, like yeah. of when they get to the next Avengers movie and just kind of wrap this multiverse shit up quicker than they wanted to. Yeah. But then the other thing is the thing that'll bring this whole thing back, if it could be 
brought fully back to the level of where it was before is going to be Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom is like the, the best fucking villain that they have. And they didn't have him at the time when they were planning this phase out. Right. And, and so like, Doctor Doom and the fucking X Men, like those are the two things they can bring this whole thing back. Well, and that's right. why I, don't, I, I honestly, in retrospect, don't think the Fast and Fantastic Four should even be in this right now. Yeah. They should save them and put them like they're saving the X Men for for Phase Seven. They should probably save the Fantastic Four for Phase Seven too. They're not going to. They they already announced that they have a director they're casting. Like they're not going to. But yeah, but but like Doctor Doom could be your villain for ten years. But like, he's, he's not that like fucking good. But they're not going to make Doctor Doom the villain of the Fantastic Four movie because they can't. Because, yeah, because like, they, they need to be the big bad, but not kill him because they're definitely not going to kill him. Well, so you can't, you can and can't. I mean, they they did that with Loki, and then like had Loki be the villain of yeah, every but, fucking Thor movie. But and the then, problem like, is like they immediately resolve Loki by having him be an Avengers villain, and they brought him back to it. The, like, if they're the thing is, Fantastic Four comes out, then the next movie that comes out is Kang Dynasty. Doom is not going to be the villain in Kang Dynasty. No, and it's not like, and then you you can't just conveniently like snap your fingers and be like, oh, he doesn't exist anymore, right? Yeah. And for like, so if they defeat him but don't kill him, he's just gonna fuck off for ten yeah. years. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Although it sort of does in its own little way because Doctor Doom is recluse and like he does yeah, but fucking like go to his castle and like build his fucking big robot armies and all like, that shit. He, I think he just can't quote unquote exist yet if they're gonna do Secret yeah. Wars because like they're obviously not going to. I really don't think what they're gonna do is have Doctor Doom kill Kang. You know, and then like take over and do Battle World. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's what's gonna happen because that would then you're just getting rid of Doctor Doom in one Avengers movie, which is not what they're gonna want to do. So yeah. he's not gonna show up in this in this saga, which means he can't show up in Fantastic Four because then literally he is just fucking off. For I know he's a recluse, but like not enough so that if like he saw Kang like creating him like incursions and trying to take over the multiverse, he would not be like, wait, I can take over the multiverse instead. He would obviously do that. So yeah. yeah. But like he just has to not be around, which is stupid. Yeah. Anyway, we're turning this into a whole other fucking podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna take my earbud out. To, I will do your, to your to secret evasion thing very short, which yeah. shouldn't be too hard because it sucks so much. And okay. then I'll just yeah. Godspeed. I'll be All back right. in a second. I'm gonna be sitting here with my earbud out, waiting for <laughs> you to stop talking. <laughs> so um the questions to remind everyone, because it's been a very long time since we they were first asked, were number one by Zan Rosen, how bad was Secret Invasion? Number two by Jax365, which part of Secret Invasion made you most the most angry? So how bad was it? It was the worst Marvel thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, not even not not even being hyperbolic about that. My previous least favorite Marvel thing was probably Iron Man 2, maybe Thor 2. And Secret Invasion is like so far beyond. It's it was like insulting. Um the roadie scroll twist was ridiculous. I like we don't we still don't know at the end of the show when he became a scroll. They seem to be implying and the showrunner didn't tamp down the possibility that Rhodey became a scroll after Civil War, which would be so upsetting because if Rhodey became a scroll after Civil War, that means he didn't get to be there when Tony died and also like had that very sweet moment with Nebula um, on um, on uh, Morag in 2014 in Endgame when, but like that wasn't that was a scroll who who said that about his legs like the fuck is that shit doesn't make any sense so the other option is he became a scroll i guess like before falcon the winter soldier in which case he he had that very like interesting discussion about race with sam which is also super weird um 
I'm really actually, actually she, I mean, I don't know what pronouns this, the Rava, the scroll goes by, but, but uh, you know, it seems to be a, a female coded scroll that is Rhodey. So like she had this uh, discussion with, with Sam about race, which is weird. Um, so like then did they do it after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which like, which means we actually, <laughs> we haven't seen Rhodey as a scroll ever. Uh, before Secret Invasion, so it would just be a waste. Um, so that whole thing makes no sense. But the thing that made me most angry was the finale. I almost did not finish the finale because it was so stupid. I couldn't, I like, I really couldn't even like handle it. I, I mean, the confrontation between Fury and Gravik that was supposed to be like the whole thing the season was building up to didn't happen because it was actually Gaia. Uh, who, you know, gravitate that whole speech to. So was Fury actually feeling those things that Gaia said? Probably not. I mean, what did he give her, like, a, a speech to read from? I don't know. So the only only half of that discussion was legitimate, and we actually just watched Gravik confess all of these feelings and frustrations to uh, Gaia instead of Fury, who we thought he was talking to, which was very stupid. Um, and then, you know, Gaia and, and Gravik both get super scroll powers, which, by the way, she shoots what's basically a Kamehameha through his stomach, and the extremist doesn't heal him, even though the extremist healed her from an almost equally bad wound earlier in the show. So that doesn't make any sense. Um, Feige, who I'm shocked was this stupid about this, said that he was the one who wanted the, the Super Scroll fight at the end, which why did we need that? I like I just don't, you know, why didn't they do a finale more like Loki, which wasn't action-oriented at all? The show did not need to be like this was a spy thriller. It didn't need to have like a a punch fest right at the end. So I just don't I don't understand what they were doing. That whole finale made me so angry. Like, you know, and at the end, actually, here another thing that really, really pissed me off is right at the end, then just dropping the Kree wanted to open peace talks with the scrolls. So the whole fucking thing, this whole the whole point of the show was a waste. Because now Fury doesn't need to find the scrolls new planet anymore. I, you know, I don't know. It was it was ridiculous. It was awful, and I'm just really disappointed because they made it. It really seemed like it was going to be very good and interesting, and I was excited for a show that was based on Nick Fury. But it really, really sucked. And honestly, a lot of the stuff I said earlier about Marvel, my opinion was heavily colored by how awful Secret Invasion was, and I'm just so frustrated by it and really, really worried about where things are going. So. Uh, anyway, that's the end of that. We'll see if Alex notices and starts talking again. All right. I wow. Just so, I just, dude, I just so happened to hear. All right. Well, <laughs> then I'm like, all right, yeah. that's it. I said, I, I was hoping you would hear me say that's the end of that. Like, I was like, um, so I hope I didn't spoil you, but. Uh, no, I, I only heard the one thing that I already knew. I, I already had wasn't spoiled worried for about me. that because I knew you knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, otherwise, I'm good. I think I'm good. I avoid well, uh, all it sucks. I do not envy you having to go through it and watch. Yeah, I, I will still watch it, though. I'm looking forward to almost watching it like I do, like, Spider-Man 3 at this point. <laughs> like, just that little hate watch. You know, I, I already know it's going to suck, so yeah. it's I could approach it that way. Um, anyway, all right. So, before I answer the last wrestling question real quick, uh, we did get asked, what's the best and worst thing you've watched this summer? Do you have... Obviously, I feel like Secret Invasion. It was taken of out course. of it. Yeah. But I feel like that was your worst thing. Do you have a Secret favorite? Invasion, worst thing. Do you have um, a favorite thing? Best thing. Answer the wrestling question and I'll think about it because I forgot to it before. Okay. So Knight of Cups wants to know, is the Montreal Screwjob a work? I'm quite frankly not old enough to have a real opinion on this, but I know what the Montreal Screwjob is. I'll explain it for you real quick, Matt. And for anyone Thanks. that doesn't know what Very it is. Very excited to hear about this. 
So there was uh, back in the '90s, there was the WWF, now WWE, uh, and there was WCW. They were the two biggest wrestling promotions, and there was a legitimate competition between the two, like actual, like an actual like ratings war and like real robust free agency between the two, uh, where guys were jumping sides all the time, signing with one side or the other, and it was like creating like actual huge ripples in the industry, and so. There was a guy named Bret Hart that uh, was very famous. Had worked for worked for WWF for forever, uh, like over ten years, I think, and uh, was the champion at the time. Was like super over, like super, uh, like like the crowd fucking loved him. Everything else, and then there was Shawn Michaels, who was also somewhat over with the crowd, although more of a I think more of a heel at the time. Like he was, but you know, was still a, a very good performer, very top of the top of the craft and was ready to sort of become the champion but apparently was a huge fucking prick behind the scenes like he was just a huge asshole uh and nobody liked him including bret hart who then wwf so it becomes announced that bret hart is leaving wwf to go to wcw but he's wwf champion and so like they had to like the end of the year i think or something and i think this whole thing happened at SummerSlam, which is in like august um, but they had like until the end of the year to like get the title off of Brett. And they were like, well, we're going to do it, you know, and it was it SummerSlam. Now I'm forgetting. I pulled up Montreal Screwjob and I literally forgot to even like look at what the fucking thing was here. Uh, it was at, oh Survivor Series, even better. So like literally there was Survivor Series is November. So there was only like a month until the end of the year. And they like had to get him get the title off in between now and then. And so they were Survivor Series was in. Canada in Montreal, which is where Bret Hart is from. And so he was like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm not going to lose this title in front of like my home crowd, like to a guy that I fucking hate, like, and all this other shit. And apparently, allegedly WWF and Vince McMahon had said, okay, fine. You know, we'll agree to that, but you have to lose the title next month sometime, but we'll let you have this win or whatever. And so then there was a spot during the match where, Shawn Michaels put Bret Hart in his signature submission hold and Vince McMahon ran out and like said something to the ref. And then the ref goes, okay, call the match and said that Bret Hart submitted. And so then Shawn Michaels became the champion, even though Bret Hart never did the wrestling thing of tapping out, to say that he, he uh, was submitting and would therefore lose the championship. And so like, obviously all this shit scripted and whatever, but like these things do mean stuff to like the guys that, like the guys work for a really long time to reach the point of being like the face of a company or whatever. And so then, you know, now there's all this talk still to this day, years later of like, was, was that, um, was that Vince McMahon legitimately screwing him over? Or is that what's called a work, which is where they, if you're working in wrestling, you're, you're trying to work the crowd and make them think, that something is what it isn't, you know, you're essentially acting. Um, and the best ones, uh, the best works in wrestling history are the ones where everybody always goes, fuck, was that real? Or was that like, like did some real life, like fucking tension and drama, like actually just spill into the fucking fantasy land uh, wrestling shit that we're watching? Or was this like for real? Uh, or, or was this, or did real life drama spill in? Or was this like all just fake? Um, Based off everything I know about it, I think it was for real. I think that Vince McMahon is a piece of shit, and he absolutely did do that. And 
it fed the character of being a piece of shit that he became for the next like 20 years. Um, and then of course we know that he's a real life piece of shit. Thanks to all the terrible things that he uh, did to women over the years and everything else um, that has been conveniently swept under the rug. Now that he's grown a pencil mustache. Um, but yeah, I, uh, and sold his company for like a couple billion to fucking uh, whatever company that owns UFC now. Um, but yeah, I I think that it was for real. I think that it was actually, I think I think that was a planned spot in the match where then Brett was going to get to the fucking uh, side of the ring or whatever, which then breaks the hold, and then he was going to put Michaels in the hold, and then he was going to win the match or whatever. And I think the Vince McMahon came out and was like, "Yo, fuck you! I'm gonna like pr- I'm gonna just call the match here and say that the ref said that you submitted or whatever." And even though obviously everything's on camera, but I don't know. Yeah, that's my answer. I th- I think it was. I think that it was indeed uh, for real and not a work to answer Knight of Cups question. Anyway, do you have anything that's been your favorite that you've watched that you had some time? I know you might have been totally enthralled with my story there. I listened to zero words of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, okay, so I'm going to give, I'm going to give two answers. One is, um, one is Hijack. Have you watched Hijack? Nope. It's on Apple TV. It's great. TV show, movie? TV show. Um, okay. It's great. Oh, I, didn't even, I was thinking only TV shows. I guess I could have said a movie. Um, anyway, um, Hijack is, is Idris Elba on a, as a guy who's on a plane from, um, I think it's Saudi Arabia to, to London. And the plane gets hijacked. And it's just like a very cool action thriller. And that's it. It's just like very simple and really fun to watch. Um, so that's number one. The finale is coming out, I think, tomorrow, actually. And then the other thing I was going to say was Righteous Gemstones. Um, do you watch that? Nope. Oh, you got to watch Righteous Gemstones. It's you. Did you watch You Spanning Down? Nope. <laughs> oh, my God, Alex. Okay. Well, anyway, it's, it's Danny McBride. And uh, Righteous Gemstones is this is the third season that just ended on Sunday. And it's about um, a family that runs a mega church in South Carolina. Oh, that's entertaining. It's but it's like Succession, but with a bunch of idiots who like run a mega church. Hmm. It's really really funny. Um, the dad, like their dad, is played by John Goodman, and he like he runs the church, but then the three kids are like competing to take over from him. But they're all just like total idiots. Um, I mean, the Succession Kids were idiots too, but in a very different way. Obviously, like these people are actually idiots, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's it's really really funny. So the third season just ended, and it's like possibly the best season. It just keeps getting better. Um, I want to think of a movie now. Um, you know, it was really good. Past Lives. It's um, it's it's like it's like a romantic comedy, basically, but um, it's about. Um, it was like probably a limited release. I don't even know if you could have seen it. I live in the big city, so I get all the movies. Um, now who's I changed my vote from earlier. You're yeah, no, I did that <laughs> but I, I hope James hears us by the way. And here's that I'm answering past lives instead of guardians of the galaxy three. Um, which I'm not doing just for James because I thought of this on the spot since I didn't even think to answer with movies, but, um, past lives is about a woman who grew up in South Korea but moved when she was like 10 
and she had this like giant crush on this guy and they were like you know in childhood dating and she moves to canada and then eventually new york and they reconnect as adults and it's just like a whole story about them reconnecting and like will they end up together or not but it's it's like it goes through their lives and you know as they're because they, they reconnect a few different times and it's really very beautiful story so um i don't think it's in theaters anymore but whenever it comes out video on demand i would suggest everyone watch it because it's excellent and i'm sure we'll win some oscars sounds adorable I, what do you uh, pick, out of curiosity what, oh uh well i'm gonna add guardians 3 now because i forgot to do that I mean, guardians 3 was great i loved yeah, it but, the movie was fucking fantastic yeah. uh, but i have such a fucking goldfish memory that i felt like <laughs> that was like i only thought of guardians enough. 3 it feels it, i mean that was beginning of may so it wasn't really the summer but yeah i only thought of guardians 3 because you mentioned james and i was thinking of like what would James, well, James off the most, yeah. Um, so I had said, I God, I literally recorded that part yesterday. I already forget what I fucking said. Jeez. I know it, but I know that's all stuff that I've watched like in the last like two weeks that have brought me joy. Uh, I did say Creed 3 because I that's also nice. mentioned that over the course of the summer, I've watched all three of those movies because I somehow had just never gotten around to them. Um, and so I really fucking love the Creed movies, they were so good. Um, and then, uh, uh, I mentioned Alone, the TV show Alone. Have you ever mm -hmm. watched that? I I think you mentioned this to me when we went to, when we went to the Mets game. I think I did actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. I, my wife and I have been fucking obsessed with it lately. Yeah. Like that's like all I've been watching at night. It, but you did tell me about it. It's really fucking cool, uh, and also makes you just want to like go out and fucking test your metal in the wilderness. Uh, like, never, I'll never feel that way, but I respect that. I do feel that <laughs> way. I might be going on like a backpacking trip. Oh for damn, like months and doing that shit now um with some friends who know what they're doing more than me but you know whatever um anywho uh fucking and then uh what i said oh i forget if i mentioned this or not but i definitely told it to zach before the show i watched i somehow after 10 years i'd never watched it i watched wolf of wall street finally oh damn great uh, that movie kicked ass yeah it was very yeah. cool although i did say I think this I, this has to have been I, I mean, if I'm restating this, whatever the people are three hours in this fucking podcast. So the, the, yeah, somehow they, we they probably for, yeah, they probably forgot that I did this already anyway. Um, but I, I, I was saying to Zach, I was like, it's really funny. And James would love this, too. This is another good one for James. It's really funny that Martin Scorsese is the the first one to like be like fucking marvel is ruining movies all of them are the same blah blah yeah. blah this motherfucker makes two types of movies he makes either the like um departed irishman you know whatever that kind of like gritty like mob yeah. drama whatever yeah. or he makes the self-narrated like asshole fucking movie like goodfellas or fucking wolf of wall street like wolf of wall street may as well be a spiritual sequel to fucking Goodfellas, like the way that the storytelling was. Yeah, I, I mean, look, Scorsese. The the different, not to defend this bullshit, but like, uh, and you know, obviously, Scorsese is making obviously like very high level movies, even though they're all the same movie. So yeah. it's a little different. Yeah, but. they're good. I mean, they're all really good, but they're all like they all tell the story the exact same. I, way. I think Wolf everyone. I think everyone kind of knows that about him that he yeah. basically makes the same movie every time, and they just don't care. But. Right, but it, it it wouldn't be annoying if he leaned into that, but instead he tries to like, no, play you, the artiste card yeah, yeah, yeah. all the fucking time you know it's like same thing with like james cameron who's like uh like marvel's ruining everything and yet let well, me let, he made fucking avatar yeah yeah and yet let me shove this fucking cg bullshit yeah, pocahontas reboot down your fucking way of water and i don't plan on it because i like i haven't thought i hadn't thought about avatar the first one in like 10 years i literally um, have never seen it and i never will. oh it's not that good that's um, what i that's what i heard that's why i'll never see it 
it's the 3D was cool, but like that's the I mean that was the only selling point. Yeah. Now 3D like doesn't exist anymore because James Cameron hitched his uh fucking cart to a dying horse. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's gonna he's gonna keep trotting out that one 3D screen in in existence for the next five years every time he releases one of those fucking avatar movies and like make us remember that 3D is a technology that exists in movie theaters. While everybody else leaves that shit behind. Yeah, I know it's so stupid. Or like, you know, three D TVs around that same time were like starting to be a big thing, and nobody wants three D TV anymore. I, I had a three D TV that I got only because it was a really cheap way to get a good TV. Oh yeah, like because it was on sale. I literally never used the three D. I function. mean, it's like who would do that? Nobody. No, wants it was it. stupid. They, and, they and really, it, that was a miscalculation in the market. Um, yeah. Anyway, real quick, one more that I thought of. Because you mentioned movies, people that make all the same movie over and over again. Uh, someone else who does that is Wes Anderson. Um, uh -huh. But Asteroid City was very good. Yeah, I heard that movie was cool. I, I do want to watch that at some point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Barbie, I, which I, I just mentioned, I just saw Barbie there. Barbie was great. I still would pick Past Lives as, as the best movie I've watched this summer. But but Barbie was great. Asteroid City was great. Guardians, excellent. Um, I, I'm looking forward to hopefully hopefully watching Barbie and Oppenheimer this weekend. Finally, yeah, so. I got it. I have to see Oppenheimer. Um, yeah. Very soon, and I'm excited to do that. All right. Well, Jesus Christ, we went so fucking long. How do we do this? I don't know. Uh, we, there was a lot, dude. Our Marvel discussion just took like I know that, that took a lot of time. Yeah, we can't be asked about that after not talking about Marvel for like two years to give like a sweeping. Well, I know the last time we talked about Marvel was Quantumania because we didn't do because uh, Guardians came out during the playoffs, so we didn't do a Guardians recap. Yeah, and we still haven't really. We just kind of talked yeah, about the overall shortcomings. Really good. Yeah, yeah, but bring it, bring it more to Guardians. If you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna tell individualized stories, at least make sure they're fucking knock it yeah, out. Yeah, the problem is gun is gone. But I am excited yeah. about Superman Legacy whenever that comes out. You know what I really want to watch that I haven't watched yet? That fuck, and I'm kind of just waiting for the first season to be over. That uh, that anime Superman. Oh, I watched the first episode and didn't love it, but I know. I've heard it's pretty cool. My you know, my adventures. I think it's. I think it's just not heading for me for some reason. But I, you know, because everyone seems to love it, it it yeah. didn't work for me. But I just love it because it's uh, the voice of Huey from. Uh, yes. The yeah. Oh my god! So, when the fuck is the boys coming back? I think it was supposed to come out by this fall. Oh, awesome! But I could be wrong, and maybe that's getting oh, fucked by the fucking strike happen. and everything. Yeah, now. That sucks. Well, what sucks is that the studios are not ending the strike like they should by yeah. giving the actors and writers what they want. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying the strike yeah. itself. No, is no, no, you're not saying that, but I don't want anyone yeah. to think that's what we're saying. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. The fucking studios yeah. should just pay people. Yeah. It's fucking assholes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Thanks yeah. for everybody for listening. Uh, this has been episode whatever of Nick's Mail that bag. Uh, we'll be back probably the next Yeah, probably the next time you hear from us will be when we I think hopefully it's Hopefully convene in person and do the Nolan ranking pod along with the special uh, stipulation that we haven't revealed yet that we'll reveal yeah, at a later but date. I am very excited, except for the fact that and I, I, Zach is going to fuck it up. <laughs> Zach hilariously had it spelled yeah. out in plain English. Dude, was like, "How the fuck does?" This okay, wait. Up? Actually, and I'll make this real quick. And I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not going to explain the stipulation. But honestly, if you look around the internet, you might be able to figure it out. Um, yeah. We're ranking a bunch of movies, is what I'll say. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, Alex, you saw my explanation of what we're going to be doing. Yeah. I thought I explained it very well. Oh, it's very easy. It's very easy to get, a, get it, a grip of. You got it. And Zach was like, I don't understand this. You're a moron. And I was like, <laughs> I'm a moron? <laughs> <laughs> that can't read a basic yeah. fucking ranking system yeah. and figure out how this shit works? Yeah. Oh, 
Anyway, anyway all I'm right. For that, I'm excited to see you guys in person for the Oppen- for the Oppenheimer, the Nolan, uh, the Nolan ranking. And, That'll be uh, fun. It's gonna be fun. And we'll figure out a way to film that and shit. Anyway, till then, thanks everybody for listening. If you made it this far, you're a fucking trooper. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, till next now time. Marvel talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soonish. Bye. house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.